welcome to another episode of Tribunal of the Grid. <laughs> Tribunal, of who? Tribunal of the Grid. Oh my goodness, where we talk about take two. Jesus Christmas, this is what like take this, four now. Okay. Honestly, this is what happens when we're gone for so long. We, we haven't. We honestly, even last year, we weren't even in training. Like, oh. <laughs> It's been, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It, it's been a minute. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This is crazy. Um, but let's try this again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tribunal of the Grid, where we talk about all things Power Rangers, including the actors that played them. Ha! Happy New Year. My name is Brandon. <laughs> My name is Lena. <laughs> My name is Will. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> As you can see, we are struggling on um at the beginning of this year, trying to get our lives together. It uh-huh. is <laughs> that wow. was difficult. That was. But happy new year, guys. Like happy, happy new year. New year 2024. <laughs> like, holy shit. We right? are here. And guess what, guys? This is season five for us. Season five. Season five. Freaking five. Like, holy shit. Yes. Season five. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, I want to say something real quick before we get into, you know, all the great things we're about to talk about today. Yesterday, I know what you're going to say, Will, but Mm -hmm. I had to do it. I finally mm-hmm. saw Zoe 102 available for free on okay. Disney, right? I think, yeah, it was on Disney. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I know we don't support Jamie Lynn, but I'm going to do it because I need to do it for the nostalgia factor for me, for the little girl that never got the ending of Zoe 101. <laughs> I will tell you this. It it was obviously corny. It was exactly what Zoe 101 is, except they're grown up, right? And I'm not going to lie. It was a shitty movie, but it was a great movie at the same time. And <sighs> everything about the new theme song, it just really, it really brings you back. It brings you back. I think um, it brings you back to, you know, you being a child or you being younger and just watching the show and just enjoying the simple things in life. And it just really takes you back. And the reason why I brought this up is because I've been reflecting on the fact that we've been doing this for what, five, six years now. And we talk about a show that we've been watching since we were like freaking children. And... I guess just heading into this new year got me in my feelings, you know, it got me really reflecting and, and it it's, it's so crazy to think that like, and I've said this before that like, if you had told me like five, seven years ago that, you know, we would be here today doing what we're doing and having the adventures that we're having, I would not believe you. I truly would not believe you. And just watching that really got me more in my feels. It really got me thinking like, wow, this is like, you know, if 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 past us could see where we're at today, it's like, holy shit, you know? So like, yeah, so anyways, I Aww. that really got me in my feels. And, you know, it's in the new year and, and, you know, it just got me thinking like, wow, like 
we are becoming nostalgic ourselves, and that movie really got me like holy crap like look at them all grown up and just try to navigate through life you know and like kind of crazy and i will say this they did give zoe 101 an ending that we didn't we never got okay it was wrapped up in well, a little... what was that at least they did that i mean i would hope so since they yeah, did it a was, whole it was, they, movie don't, don't get wrong they didn't really spend a lot of time on it but they summed it up in like a quick like some like you know like like a like a table talk situation you know where like they kind of briefly talked about it and that was it and it was more than enough it was all we need beautiful and the ending like oh it was the perfect ending with the like it just the, the theme song too i love how they changed it up they made it slower they they changed up some of the lyrics they added new lyrics and like it 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 was it was a beautiful ending for and, but anyways, to bring it back to Power Rangers, it, it, you know, really gets you thinking and reflecting on, you know, like all the things that we've done. And who would have thought that like a little show would have brought us this far? So I that- just want to say, yes, um, I feel you on that. My only thing is, girl, Zoe 101, though, like, <laughs> girl, <laughs> no. to be fair, you know, what I'm watching, what, what was that? You didn't watch that, Brenda? Hell no. No? I mean, we were older. I, for me, I did, oh God, that was, that was like the whole high school experience for me when it was on. So like at that point, I wasn't really watching Nickelodeon like that, especially not like one of the live action shows, but it was just something about seeing kids my own age that it kind of, was like low key relatable, so like I would I paid attention to it and actually like was okay with it. I didn't watch it, it in full. I remember like maybe like a decade ago they did this little skit where it was like a um it was a a, a really mint like extremely mini reunion, and um the guy Chase he was uh he met up with uh, the black guy um. My, Michael, I think. Yeah, Michael. Um, they were, uh, they had opened up like this time capsule and he wanted to know what Zoe said about him. And then yes. we just didn't find out. And then that was like a precursor. And that, I guess that got the, the we want a continuation thing going. And then they actually finally did it. So I kind of wanted, I wanted to see it, but I don't, I don't mess with uh, Jamie Lynn like that. But I still kind of wanted Period. to see it. Period. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is. It is giving real. Uh, we don't. We don't fuck with her. And no. I, I'm like, I'll, even I'll when they were like, "Oh yeah, like we're gonna do a Zoe one on one reunion." I was like, "Who wants to see this after all this stuff with Britney?" And we uh, know that Zoe is a whole crazy ass helper. No. Yes, I will admit her. Her. Her ended again. I'm not gonna lie. It was so cringy. Everyone else was great. It was just her. I. Like, as I'm watching her, I'm like, you need to not act anymore, Jamie. Like, you need to, like, stop acting. You're horrible. When you were a kid, you got away with it because, you know, she was a child. All, most Right, kids most, are bad for the exactly. most part. Exactly. Most children actors are not that great. Some of them are, like, phenomenal. And they and obviously we know who are the phenomenal ones because they make it and they make it far mm-hmm. and they grow up on it, right? They grow up on screen. 
But like the ones that don't make it, you know, they don't make it. And and we all know Jamie got opportunities because of her sister, not because yes. he can make it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> oh, Let's right. be clear. Like, oh, yeah. Jamie oh, yeah. Don't terrible. get me wrong. Like, I, I'm very much aware. Obviously, the fact that we're coming back today, it also got me thinking, got me reflecting, you know, got me my feels. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, it's been this long since we've been doing this. And like, mm-hmm. like look at us. <laughs> and, and this is not even like, the end yet and you know to think back on like especially with the year-end rap too when i was reviewing some of our stuff you know to see that our our interviews like slap people love them you know even episodes that we didn't think that we were still watching or still watching like they're active with like within like the 30-day range so kind of Mm -hmm. cool to see that you know that like you know our interview with claire uh uh claire black blackwood no what was blackwater blackwater you know, um, was <laughs> black welder. Wow. Well, we were yes, black water. We were close. We got black wood. We got black water. You know, we got the elements. Clear black woman, oh like. <laughs> like, you know, we got Jared Blakison. That was, um, you know, that was a hit too. And like obviously Nikita and Catherine's interview, I was surprised. Nikita, who is Nikita? Nikita, girl, not looking <laughs> Nikita. Like, <laughs> what did we Nakia. say? Nikita. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yes, <laughs> yes, the people know. The people know. They know. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yes. Um, but no, it's funny that you say that though, because um I will say definitely going back and looking at some of the some of our like our metrics and stuff like that from this past year and everything, like I have to say, we have been like while we're going through it, it doesn't really feel like it. It just hmm. kind of feels like you know, we're just basically shooting the shit and just like, all right, whatever. But when I look back at last year, I was like, last year was actually kind of cute. Like, it was good. Yeah. You know? Um. So I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm actually quite proud of us for what we did, even though, like, it was, you know, we had that huge gap because of the strikes and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was still a pretty decent year considering. Yeah. And I'm just like, dang, like, that. That's crazy that like, you know, like last year was as good as it was, despite everything that happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really was. And like, yeah, honestly, like it's it's just kind of crazy thing that we overall was a great year. And and you know what? Cheers to 2024 and and to the rest of this year. So we will be doing. (laughs) A little piece of unrange. Uh, unrange. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what am I talking about? We will be doing <laughs> a ranking episode, and this ranking episode will be of Yellow Rangers. So, you know, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It is going to be some. In- First of all, I'm just going to be honest. Like the. The people who fail in the places that they fail honestly really gag the crap out of me. 
as I was doing it, as I was compiling the list together, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, I honestly did not foresee the list being the way that it was. So yeah, I hope that everybody who's listening, you know, maybe you have your own, I guess, ranking of who's going to be what and, you know, who's going to fall in whatever place. I'm pretty sure all of y'all lists are going to be a lot different than what we got. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, like all three of our lists were extremely different from each other. So, you know, let us know what you guys think. And we're going to go ahead and get this list started. So really, really quick, really quick. I'll, go for it. I, I want to say, um, so this is a, a ranking of the Yellow Rangers. And as I was compiling the list and one of the reasons why some of the characters are so low in my list is because historically they don't really show much love to the Yellow Rangers. So um, <laughs> this came to mind uh, in the words of uh, Malcolm X, the most disrespectful, disrespected Power Ranger in history is the Yellow Ranger. Facts, facts. So, and yeah. to piggyback off of what you just said, honestly, like Yellow Rangers, for the most part, um, traditionally, they started out being women of color. You know, mm -hmm. pinks mm -hmm. were always white women. And then, you know, you kind of got, you know, your, your Asians here and there. But it wasn't until, what, 20... 14, 2015, that we finally got a black woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like it was all, it was very well into its, into its time of being out where we finally got a black woman. Meanwhile, yellows for a long time were black women and they were constantly being looked over. <laughs> like they were mm -hmm. not giving none of the girls nothing, honey. Um, so, you know, like to Will's point, you know, it's like, yeah, Yellow Rangers are the most disrespected women in the show. Like, it's just, it's just bad. Well, not just <laughs> women, not just women. Some of the guys didn't really get. Oh yeah, oh we'll get to that. Yeah, because uh, poor Titus. Speaking of, oh lord. So we have so already <laughs> out the gate. Just to let y'all know, we have the Yellow Rangers. We have Yellow Rangers from only the show. We're not doing comics. We're not doing any other um, other multimedia, in, including Hyperforce. Even though I know some of y'all gonna be like, Hyperforce is canon. Yes, Hyperforce is canon. However, comma, we are talking specifically about what we saw on tv and or netflix meaning we're going to talk about we're, we're including um trini both movie trinis um well men and trini from 2017 um and that's the only those are the only other ones that we're including we're not including any comics or any comic characters or any um or hyperforce or anything like that so with that being said, it's 22 of them <laughs> all together. Coming at number 22, 
obviously is Titus from Alien Rangers. <laughs> and Titus is coming in with 64 points. So basically what we did was, as, as I ranked them, basically I calculated the position, the number position that um, that each Ranger was on the list, and then I added them all together. So say, for example, I put, you know, Titus at number three. Obviously I did it. But say I put Titus at number three. We'll put Titus at number four. Lena put Titus at number three. So that number would be like mm, math is hard, 10. So that's how we got the number 64. So obviously that's not how that math went, but you get the point. So what mm. I'm saying is all together on our list, we all put Titus pretty much at, num at, at the last place. So Titus is number 22. Number 21, we have Calvin. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yep. 63 points. Yep. As he should be. As, As he, should, he be. should be. As he should be. It was now, only slightly better than Titus because he made more of an appearance. Right, right. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I love about the the bottom four, honestly, they are literally where they should be. Like as I was doing this, I'm like. Oh, the bottom four are exactly what they're supposed to be. Like, there's no question about this. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and knock them out now. So number 20 is going to be Emily with 58. And number 19 is Gia with 55. So all of mm. them are pretty much... <laughs> they're all pretty much neck and neck. Um, so what do you guys think? The, are they right? Like, do you think that, you know... I do you think it could be different? They should be exactly where they're at. <laughs> Me, I she was when I say a little bit higher, I mean what two spots higher. Uh, <laughs> I um, there's I like Gia better than some of the other ones, but I mean, there wasn't a lot there, unfortunately, for her. Um, talk about disrespect, we've talked about this before, like she never had a focus episode. <laughs> never. <laughs> Out of 40 episodes, this girl had no focus episode whatsoever. Yeah. But um, I like Sierra Hannah's portrayal of her, even though, even though it wasn't a lot. So like, she was a little bit higher. Here's the thing, right? And specifically about Gia, because I actually feel really bad for Gia. When they were literally conceptualizing Megaforce and stuff like that and presenting Megaforce before the show even came out, when they said that they were taking it back to the Mighty Morphin days and literally Ghost Sager's outfit, the color scheme, it was given Mighty Morphin. So it made sense that they were like, oh, we're going to make this. We're going to have them be teenagers again. We're going to, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. Then they came mm -hmm. out and was like, oh, yeah. Gosei is supposed to be Zordon, Zordon reminiscent. Like, it's like, oh, snap. Like, this is definitely giving Mighty Morphin. But I'm thinking it's going to be giving more like Mighty Morphin meets Dino Thunder-esque mm -hmm. kind of show, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, after the first episode, I'm sitting there like, oh, when y'all said y'all was making it like Mighty Morphin, no, y'all meant Mighty Morphin. Like, it was literally... Mighty Morphin almost page for page. Like, they were doing basically the same exact thing that they did in Day of the Dumpster. So I was like, well, that, maybe they might... 
be able to spawn it out and you know create their own thing. No, these people were in suit pretty much for like what 18 minutes of a 22 minute show. So it's like mm -hmm. that first episode was crazy how it was it was literally day of the dumpster with different characters. Like literally, literally day of the dumpster. And I mean with the um with the um this, uh, the the biographies of each character and stuff like that. I'm thinking, oh, Gia's gonna be like really freaking cool because she's supposed to be really smart and you know she's kind of actually smarter than Noah and you know like she's also a martial artist at the same time. So I'm thinking, oh, Gia's gonna have some crazy good episodes. And this girl ain't got not one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. So you know. I just feel I just always felt bad for the Mega Force team, honestly. I really did. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that based on the character bi biographies, you would have thought that there was going to be something for them. Like there was going to be some mm -hmm. some real meat to them. But it was obvious that a certain EP was like, nah. <laughs> Y'all gonna get these people in suit for like 19 minutes of the over 22 minute show. Gia is number 19. Number 18. Ronnie with 50. Mm -hmm. You know what? I wasn't mad at that. Because I was like, you know what? Yes. Ronnie wasn't a bad character, but she, but she wasn't good either. <laughs> Pretty much. I can't. <laughs> I, remember, I, I don't remember much about her. I watched that season once, and that, that was enough for me. <laughs> um, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember before I watched it, listening to No Pink Spandex and um, hearing them talk about the characters. I remember they talked about her um, loving. I can't use. I mean, I could use the words that they did, but I'm not going to do it. She, um, she really liked cars. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's all I remember and I remember that description more than I actually remember anything she did watching it so <laughs> here's the thing the only thing I remember about Ronnie was the fact that she got captured a lot that was it I'm like she was the most captured the most captured this ass helper out the whole group like homegirls stayed getting trapped I'm like, but you're supposed <laughs> to be the fast one. Mm -hmm. How you get captured? Like, I'm just like, what is happening? Like, I just never really, and, and trust me, the actress, very sweet woman. Love her down. But mm -hmm. her character, poor baby. Like, she's, like, it was just, and she was just, she was always so like, I guess she was too competitive. And it was just like, but you, uh, but the thing is, it's like, okay, you're supposed to be competitive. And well, her whole thing was she was supposed to learn not to be too competitive, but also, you know, let other people win and, and you know, be a good team player, be a team sport. But it's like, y'all didn't give her anything else good to be good at. Like, how is she competitive? And like, She's not good at that many things, except for race car driving. So it's like, what? She just it was out here being competitive just to be competitive? Like, what? Basically her entire personality. She wasn't even competitive. She was just a race car racer. 
Yes. <laughs> I was literally a car. You see a race it's car? Like, that was Ronnie. She's just like, yeah, I got a need for speed. Okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I it, guess. It, it was, I'm not going to lie. It was, it started to become cringy of how much need for speed she had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, girl, this is just not it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, Ronnie is at number 18. Now, here we go, because obviously, you know, there's always going to be a tie. Always, you know. So for number 16 and 17, I mean, I already know what my answers are. But for 16 and 17, we have both a tie with Kelsey and Chip. Kelsey from Lights Be Rescue and Chip mm -hmm. from Mystic Force with 46. So who mm -hmm. is taking the 17 spot and who is taking the 16? Chip for me would be 17. I just, I didn't connect to him. I, really? I, he, he had like, I can remember there was like a certain energy from him, but I just, I couldn't connect with him i liked vander because i he was the one that i was familiar with because i had seen the uh, uh once a ranger before and i i i liked what i saw from that so he was the same thing in there um and i liked madison who got no nothing <laughs> <laughs> and i think damn i think that was it and i like Vita a little bit a little bit Oh, and that was about it. I think I like some of the villains more than I like the race. The race? Why are you saying? Why are you saying all like that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, um, that was about it for Mr. Yeah, for Mr. Force. And then Kelsey, Kelsey actually was a lot higher on my list. I, uh, for her. I really loved her and Chad. Um, and it wasn't romantic at all. They were just homies. I loved that. Um, and I loved seeing her, seeing Sasha actually doing her own stunts with the rollerblades on. I thought that was so cool. Um, and yeah. She, yeah. And she got at least, I mean, I'm sure Chip got, Chip did get a couple of focus episodes. Like he, he was, um, focused on for the Vita Vampire episode. I remember mm -hmm. that. But I I feel like Kelsey got a couple of ones. One was the astronaut girlfriend. I love that one. Yes, and, we all remember her. Yeah, and then the one with her bitchy grandmother who, like, had a whole turnaround, which was nice. Um, oh, my God. I felt so bad for her when her girl. Her grandma kicked basically like kicked her out the mansion. Oh, um, her grandma was like, "Oh, you lost my jewelry. Get the yeah. fuck out. Get out." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, oh. She, "Oh no!" She was so sweet. I I really liked it. Like she was sweet and she was a tomboy. It was such an interesting mix. So I, I always had a like soft spot for her. <laughs> I like Kelsey. I, I do. I, I actually do like Kelsey a lot. Um, but once again, I have the same thing with Kelsey as I did with Ronnie. 
Like mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those things where I was just like I could take her or leave her. Like it's not, and it, for, yeah. for, but for Kelsey, it, it's not a bad thing though for her. It's like she just didn't make an impact for me. Exactly. It was like I liked her, right? Like mm-hmm. I liked her, but that was it. It was just like okay, I can take her or leave her. That's it, and that's how I felt with the majority of the Life B um team. You know, yeah. it's so, they, were, they weren't a very like impactful team. Yeah, like the only one I really like stand for is honestly, Ryan. Ryan for me. Well, I mean, he was shocking. Ryan was yeah. I mean Ryan <laughs> because he was getting raw dog by that by that cobra on his back. So I mean, definitely Ryan for that reason. But I mean, not even that. But I mean, like I love Carter. Like I'm sorry. Sure. But- Maturing is real, and that Carter was the shit. Yo, no, for real. Like, Carter, first of all, Carter was like, I don't have time to throw hands. I'm just going to shoot mm-hmm, you. Like, mm-hmm. point blank, period. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, we have been in this show for God knows how many years. <laughs> and everybody wanting to throw hands. It's like, shoot these mugs. Like, just go ahead and put a cap in their asses and get it over with. And Carter <laughs> understood the assignment. So I'm like, yes. I love Carter for that. So he was the only one that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> Everybody else was just like, eh, they were they were okay. And that's I, yeah. I like, and it's I think it's purely because the actor is brilliant. I love Joel, but in hindsight, he was very creepy. The shit he did with grandmother, who you know, even though she's not a ranger, awesome character. But um, yeah, that wasn't cool. Yeah, Joe was a little creepy. Um, he, he definitely uh was doing some very um questionable things to Miss Fairweather. Yeah, but you know, but even then, I just kind of felt like all of them except for Carter was just like you're just kind of there. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, Chip out of Mystic Force to me he was more of like he was one of the better parts in a way Um, Mm. because I don't know it was something about his bubbliness and his just excitement Mm. about being a ranger but also just like already being excited about knowing that other things outside of reality exist Mm -hmm. that energy and that like childlike behavior he had because like I thought it was adorable when they were like Oh, just like how you um, wore your cape to school every day when, when we were kids. Like, I was just like, oh, he's so sweet. You know? I'm with you there, Brandon, because like for me, Chip was a little bit higher. He was number 14 for me. Rodney was 15. Mm. And Kelsey was 18 for me. I don't dislike Kelsey. It's just I forgot she was even there until I saw the list. So... <laughs> so, just say. Yeah. And I put her yeah. above Emily, Gia, and Gavin and Titus because she's obviously better than them, but mm-hmm. she was not memorable for me. Yeah. Not a lot yeah. of moments, unfortunately. Yeah. No. But Chip, yeah. I was I agree with Brandon. Chip did did actually bring a lot more laughter, a lot more enlightenment and he didn't get more. He deserved a lot more, and he didn't get it. It was kind of unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, his character has so much potential. He, for me personally, he lined up with Xander. 
if he yeah. given mm-hmm. the same amount of like you know like i get i guess like quality time wherever what do we call it quality time screen time like whatever time, focus. Yeah. you focus, focus there yeah. you go i feel like him and xander could have been a great duel mm, mm. i agree him I and that yeah, him him and uh, v, what's her name? Vita? No, Vita. Vita. Vita mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Vita were not it. They were not it. I I get that Uh-oh. they're trying to make them like you know like that best friends, those best friends that grew up. No, they were just not it. Like as friends, <laughs> they were just not it. It was so mm. coarse. It was disgusting. Like I was just like, not disgusting though. It was, I thought it was disgusting because, like, every time I saw them and I could see them trying to, you know, you can see the show trying to push them together to be like, look, that those two great best. I was like, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. Vita, she overall, she's just an extrovert, but she's a lone wolf. She does her own thing. She, mm-hmm. She's just, she's yeah. out there living up her That's own good. life. Mm-hmm. That's you know? a good uh, sum up of her. Yeah. So, like, and and for for her to have like that so called best friend, it just didn't make sense, you know. Like mm-hmm. him and Xander, yes, I could see those two just like just just lighting up the town. Like so, yeah. For me, I definitely per- like really like Chip when um when I was uh, uh watching um Mystic Force, and so that's why for me he was a lot higher. Um, yeah, he's he lined up with Xander for me. What was the other one we did? We did Kelsey. We did. Ronnie, yeah, and then... Ronnie, Gia, Emily, Calvin, and Titus. Okay, yeah, okay, perfect. So I didn't miss anything. God, I got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with everyone that's on the list so far. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, for Kelsey and Chip, like, our it's like we it's two against one basically. I felt the exact, exact same way about Kelsey that you guys feel about Chip. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's weird because honestly, <clears throat> I didn't even foresee myself even having that kind of conversation with myself with those two because any other time, I would literally just be like, they're on the same page. Like, just in general. Like, I never really differentiated the two in terms of like which one I like more. They were just always pretty much in the same category. But when I actually sat there and analyzed it, it's like, oh, no, like, I did kind of like Chip a little bit more. I didn't care mm-hmm. for their, for that season a lot more than, like, than like Likes Rescue. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I did actually like that character more. Because it was just something mm-hmm. about the actual season of Likes Rescue that despite it being like, I can see how someone would say Likes Rescue is middle of the road. Or just mm-hmm. kind of like a mid-season. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have too many things that make you go, oh, snap! You know what I'm saying? You don't have too much of that. But with everything that happens, it still tells a good story. <laughs> and it's like, everything is pretty much, like, everything is pretty much even. There's no, like, there's no, uh, I guess, like, growth here, like, then it comes down. There's no like rockiness in in the show. It's just like it's just pretty much even kill. Um, so for me, I just always kind of felt like 
as a whole, Rice Be Rescue and the characters just kind of stayed safe <clears throat> until the finale. <clears throat> the finale was when amazing it was like amazing finale. Amazing. Like it just all shit, all hell broke loose on the finale. And it was just like, oh shit, where was this during the whole show? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But you Real know, quick, I feel like with that, felt with that. That season I felt like um like if you compare it to the season before at Lost Galaxy, it was a lot of filler. But I felt mm-hmm. like there were moments with the arcs that if you really like give that season a um, <clears throat> maybe like an abridged view, like you find an essentials list of episodes to watch, like I feel like you will kind of get some of those like oh my god moments, like finding out about Ryan being um, Captain Mitchell's long lost son. He's been raised by the demons, and then oh my god, that fight with him and. Uh, Dana, not uh, Carter, but him and Dana, um, brother, sister, having a badass uh, fight scene. That was so awesome. And um, I'm thinking about the time that uh, Carter did that close range shot on the monster. They were in like the chip, the shipping yard. Oh, yeah. The the docks. Mm hmm. Oh, that was so cool. Um and oh, the, all the drama between the the demons, Queen Bashir just oh she was oh she was just evil oh my god <laughs> like but that's the thing with Lights Be Rescue to me like Lights Be Rescue felt more like like as an adult I can appreciate Lights Be Rescue a little more as a kid I didn't because Lights Be Rescue just felt more like a soap opera. It didn't like, cause it was like, it was a lot. Not saying that I didn't like it. It was just like, at the time it was just like, whoa, like there's so much going on in terms of like just drama with the characters. Which like I said, as an adult now, I think I can appreciate and I can like. Cause for example, if I were to sit there and watch Lights We Rescue now, I'd probably enjoy it a little more. Granted, I still feel like the characters are still the same. I, that's not changing. But mm-hmm. in terms of like, the show itself and the arcs and the beats that happen, I can appreciate those a lot more because like you said, like just in general, even with the villains, finding out that Queen Bansura didn't give two shits about, about them was like, mm-hmm. yo, like she's unhinged. Like she is just out here like, listen, I will kill everybody, even my own son to get what I want. So yeah. I don't care. Like, you know, if you ain't if you ain't riding for me, if you ain't putting your life on the line for me, oh well, like you're gonna die, and I'm gonna kill you. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but Mystic Force to me kind of felt like I felt more of a story, despite the fact that the story was based on Nick, and that's what ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Nick's story, and they made sure that we knew it was Nick's story. And that was one of the things that actually hurt the season for me because of the yeah. fact that you had such great characters. <clears throat> like, great characters. Like, I love, actually, mm-hmm. if honestly, if they would have given everybody an equal shot and still made it Nick's story, 
the show, the season itself probably would have fared a lot better. But you could tell that every five minutes they were trying to shoot in Nick in some kind of way where they were like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, we got to make sure that, you know, we, we lead, we push this arc of Nick being the light, being the secret child that nobody knows still exists, even though we the fans, we the viewers know for a fact that Nick is that damn child ever since episode <laughs> one. Like we knew this. <laughs> You know, but they were just constantly pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I'm like, y'all could have just, y'all could have lightened up a little bit. You know, <laughs> the light, lightened up. <laughs> Made it funny. But like, <laughs> but like y'all could have, they could have lightened up a little bit. And it just kind of felt like they were just constantly just beating a dead horse. And that to me is what actually hurt the show. Um, But yeah, so let's go ahead and break this tie though, because... Yeah, who's going to be number 16 and who's going to be number 17? <laughs> oh, what, uh, oh, yeah, I said mine already, right? It was um, one more time. The Who were the two again? I'm so sorry. Kelsey and Chip. So 16 and, Chip. and 17. Yep. I would say Chip beats Chelsea. Okay. Yeah, I had um, I had said, I said that already. Um, mine was uh, Kelsey beating Chip. So you guys, I think you guys outdid me. Yeah. So it will be for number 17. 17 will be Kelsey. And, <laughs> and Chip will be number 16. Yeah. All right. So as a recap, so far we have Titus at 22. Calvin at... <laughs> Calvin at 21. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Emily at 20. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Gia at 19. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ronnie at 18. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kelsey at 17. Yep. And Chip at 16. Okay. Nice. All right. Next at number 15. <clears throat> We have Maya with 40. Okay. I was like, yes, as she should be. Yeah, she should be. I agree. Like, I, I don't know. Maya just, and like, I get why boys like Maya. I get it. I, you know, first of all, she's stunningly beautiful and she was half naked for pretty much 40 episodes. <laughs> so I get it. I mean, I you know what? Like she was her. slightly more dressed than she was in that uh, none of the teenager movie. Oh, <laughs> word. I think that's probably why they why she goes up on their list a little more because she was butt ass naked in that movie, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, it's just like, come on now, stop this, stop this, y'all. Like, I mean, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. Maya was low, was pretty low on my list. Like she was, she was literally probably. I think she was like number seventeen or something like that. Like she was like she was pretty low. She was hit. She was almost hitting that twenty-two mark. <laughs> for me, for me, she was at the ten mark, and not, and not because like I feel like she she deserves to be above the other ones I chose, but because it was nostalgia in the sense that like. I, I was introduced to her longer than I've been introduced to the other ones that I put lower below her. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
she's literally been around her whole fucking lives when you really think about yeah. it. So yeah. I wanted to give her that that respect, you know, like she deserved a lot more in her than um than what she was given for her character. She should have been dressed properly, she should have better episodes, you know, like so for me, she was number 10 on my list. Lena, stay out of my head, because that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Like, come on now, you have an alien that can talk to animals. Well, well, the Galacticies. Um, she's a jungle girl. She was playing off the vines and shit. Uh, <laughs> she was, she was actually a pretty cool concept. Yeah, at least. Yeah, but man, they dropped the ball. Like she's, they did. She's, she's from you know, like okay. So this is, this is um. Oh God, we're so PC now. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So, because she's an alien, you would think that it, automatically she might know a little bit about space. That's not fair to say, but they could have wrote it like that. But they didn't. <laughs> like, she, like, they were um, constantly going off of TerraVenture in the Astro Megaship to other planets. You would think maybe she would know a little bit about space because she's not from Earth and. We, you know, we would think that maybe people, uh, beings from other planets might know, like you would think that they're smarter than human beings, so they would know more, but they didn't play into that. Um, one of the coolest episodes that she, there were, well, I think it was kind of like her only two solo focus, like she didn't share with anybody. Um, the episode where she fought Loyalax I thought that was cool, even though oh. like that story could have been even better. Uh, I thought really. you was talking. You were going to say the episode where she was fighting her uh, her lesbian lover Chandra. That was the next one. That oh, because that was the best one in my opinion. Yeah, like... that was yeah, and that one was really cool because we got to see her interact with someone from Marinoi, which I think that her seeing her. Her childhood best friend, like she should have, it should have been like more weight to it. And they didn't really give it that. And those were like her only two, at least like by herself, not sharing with Kendricks or one of the boys. That was her only two focus episodes. And then like the ones that they gave her with, um, with Kendricks, they were really just like, they weren't strong. Um, I think what was it the the stealing beauty episode? Mm-hmm. And I think it was oh, one one that was kind of cool was the one um, where they both got trapped inside of a dome, and then the boys were separated from them. I thought that was kind of cool, and then they were like losing air. Um, and then my only issue with that episode, my only issue with that episode, is the. No, not even the kids. Like the kids oh, actually were not bad. I, I that was like one of the first times that I was like, I don't hate kids in this show because like they weren't bad. But exactly like the two of them though. Come on now. They, exactly like them. I was like, oh, they did that on purpose. Black but and everything. I mean the exact same look. I'm like, y'all did that shit on purpose. But <laughs> like Honestly, what really actually made me upset with that scene 
And I tried to see it from everybody's side and everybody's point of view. But I'm like, I'm sorry, Maya, girl, you just wrong. Like, you just wrong. You don't go, you don't, you don't go off and just start like just eating people's shit without asking. Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I don't care where you from. On your planet, somebody <laughs> might be saving, you know what I'm saying, a little piece of alien pineapple, you know what I'm saying, under some <laughs> under some straw and shit. And they just like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck this up later. And you come up and unearth it, and you be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and eat this." You don't think that person gonna be mad? Like, come mm -hmm. on now. Like, I know y'all sharing everything, but goddamn, like y'all don't do that shit on y'all planet like that. You know? I'm just like, now come on, Maya, girl. No, like I, uh, uh, like I just always felt like Maya was out of pocket for that, and then she got mad because Kendrick, because mm -hmm. Kendrick got mad at her. It was like, oh no. I'm sorry, Maya, but no, girl, no. I understand you are alien everything and everything, but even then, like, it's a no for me. I, mm -hmm. I was like, Kendrick's is 100% in the right. Like, she is 100% in the right. So I was glad that they kind of made Maya go ahead and apologize to her because it was like, yes. But then, of course, they had to pull the no. You know, I do apologize too because yeah, I was wrong for yelling at you. No, girl, you supposed to say you really yeah. Me. You right, you right, you right for saying I'm sorry. Thank you and move on. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah I, I, as you said, that's exactly it. Because you don't need to be all like I'm like no. Any regular human being would be upset. Yeah. I don't care. I feel like um, if they would have done that in like Zio or Turbo, it would have like ended like that, or or one of like the the more recent seasons. Because <clears throat> I can't see, um, I can't really see Tanya reneging on her apology, or or not no. not her apology, but like um, somebody else's apology towards her, where like it was valid, like we. What you did was not cool. Thank you for that apology. Now let's go and uh, get a milkshake. <laughs> exactly. And case in point, to, to, to your point, Will, perfect example. When Kat dragged the fuck out of Lieutenant Stones' knees, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she dragged mm -hmm. her ass for filth and said, listen, yeah. if you want to be my friend, bet. But if not, girl, move on. Yeah. And you see yeah. old girl pop her ass up. <laughs> With a better attitude, and she had her shit together, and it's like, yes, you, you know, you know what's right, and that's it. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you wrong, you wrong, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. But don't be having everybody be like, eh, well, you know, I was wrong for you and that you. No, you were right. You were right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mm -mm, no, I and nah, like even with that episode, <laughs> like with everything that happened in that episode, even that. To me, that was the weaker point. And to me, that always made Maya, to me, even weaker. Because, like, she never had any real good episodes, in mm -hmm. my opinion, that actually showed her in, like, the best light. Even though she had those mm -hmm. two, she still were, she, like, I don't know what it was. I feel like it's just the writing of her that was mm -hmm. just, like, they just really didn't give her what yeah. she should have been getting. Yeah. To, to be fair... And this isn't a good thing or an excuse. They just weren't writing well for the female characters at that time until two years later with uh, with Jen 
and and then with Taylor. But yeah. yeah. Um yeah. go no further than, you know, the fact that there were no battleizers for the girls. There were no bikes for the girls, like in the toys or in the show. So, you know, toy sales really, I think, uh, dictated focus. And then obviously Red Ranger gets the mo- most focus out of anybody. So the the yeah. ladies were handi- handicapped, basically. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, and we even saw, unfortunately, um, the situation with poor... Um, Poor Caron. Caron practically gave away the battleizer, even though she worked for it. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous in hindsight. Ridiculous. That's crazy. Like, girl, you had to go through a whole therapy session to get this shit. (laughs) And you were just like, you know what? I'm not suited for this. I'll give it to you, Leo. The fuck? (laughs) Leo ain't did shit but get it back to me. All he did was get his ass beat by your own demon. So it's like, <laughs> no fuck, no. Leo ain't deserved that shit. But yet and still, once again, patriarchy. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they were like, this is a boy show, so we have to make sure the boy is getting. No, yeah. like, ugh. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Maya just, I don't know, Maya. Like y'all said before, Maya did have a have a really good start. Um, I even her first her Maya in the first three episodes mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. she was really good. By I felt like they were really positioning her very well as they yeah. do with the Yellow Rangers for whatever reason. Like they position them very well the first couple episodes, and then after that, they're like, okay, y'all had enough, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it's just so odd how they do Yellow Rangers. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, poor poor uh poor Maya because she needed more than just being just uh just be, being a ranger for the male gaze. She deserved more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was literally just eye candy. That was it. Um, and she deserved more than that. She definitely deserved more. So we got Maya at what number I say, child? Maya at 15. 15. Yep. Maya at 15. Number 14. She this is another one who I was like, yes, she deserved this. Zoe with 37. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah. She was a little bit higher for me she was she was 11 for me <clears throat> I, Interesting. um yeah i uh it's a mixture of things i like her actress jackie is talented um i feel like she gave a decent acting performance i feel like you know her having the dance background helped with her pick up those fight sequences uh, she mm-hmm. oh, she did so good in those fight sequences and another situation of you know um, introducing a character that seemed like she was going to be really interesting and mm-hmm. you know have a nice story throughout the season but they really didn't do much with her um, mm-hmm. so I, I think I think for me this was 
it was one of those hard things where my my votes in ranking it was a mixture of how I felt about them, but also what they actually did. So she wasn't going to be high up, but she wasn't that low for me. But like I said, um, for me, it was the performance that she gave, and I'm a sucker for the the civilian or the unmore fights. So that <laughs> that's what really got her up there for me. But I can totally understand uh, why she's that low because they didn't. Once again, they didn't do they didn't do a lot for developing her. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I and I feel the same way. I mean, and once again, it's you know you position them well, yeah. and then after that, it's we don't know what to do with them after that. And mm-hmm. what's so sucky about this is you literally have three people, three. <laughs> right? Yes, yes, three people, and you oh. couldn't write her better than that, like. That is just mm. so offensive. Like, I, I, mm. I just don't know what else to say. Like, Zoe should have gotten the world. Let's let's just be very clear. Zoe should have gotten yeah. the world. When we were covering this show, I distinctly remember how we felt about her, and that was one of the reasons. One of the reasons why I put her as low as I did, because mm. Zoe started out being the most punctual she was on her shit she was on her game she was the best unmore fighter i mean zoe was kicking ass i mean homegirl mm-hmm. she was thinking on her feet she was everything at the very beginning i don't know what happened during season two i don't know whether <laughs> she happened? kicked somebody off do you know what happened abraham happened what's his name in the show nate nate Nate. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe she got Nate. sidetracked and was like, "Ooh, he cute. Ooh, yeah, who, who. Nate happened because like she and was, was going to be an idiot. Yeah, because like she was number twelve for me. I had so I had such high hopes for her too. Yes, mm-hmm. such high hopes. High hopes. <sighs> that and I'm really just like, sucks. girl. Like she had so much potential. So much and potential. They just they half asked the relationship that she was in, um, I, and then that was it. That was like it. Everything yeah. about her wanting to be something more than um, she was just she was like a, a cleanup crew, right? Yeah. Well, she was a laundry girl. That that was the whole laundry girl whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That she was a whole joke. That. And and and. Like what? What did you do? Be I guess she wasn't in the laundry room anymore. I can't remember, but like, like being more like you got to be a ranger. That was cool, but like, where's like what does that mean to you? What does that look like to you and your personal growth? And we didn't really get that. We didn't get that at all. And and, and what sucks is that unfortunately, and this is just something I feel like just in general when it comes to ranger relationships with the girls is that as soon as they get into relationships, especially if they start out being single and then they jump into a relationship with a dude in the show, automatically they are reduced to the girlfriend. There is no more characterization. There's no, like their story stops. Their story just stops. It is halted. And And now they're just the girlfriend. And it makes it worse because it's almost kind of like, you know how traditionally when um, 
when a woman get married, they just become the wife. They become the housewife. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. Like they become the mom, but there's nothing more to them to her being the That's mom, like, other than maybe a soccer mom, you know, or like a helicopter <laughs> yeah. mom. But <clears throat> but that's it. She's just still a mom, where she's a wife. There's nothing beyond. I, that. Yeah, I could see that. I could honestly see that mindset being exactly what was in their mind when they will write this. Um, I I would say what like the only the only time where this doesn't apply would be Kimberly because she still had like. She still had focus episodes and stuff on her own after. Kimberly was was the the golden child. She she got everything. Mm, I don't. Here's the thing. Like, and, and uh, we could we could use Kimberly for example. We could. My only issue with Kimberly though is that Kimberly from the jump. It was like she started out being self-sufficient, all this stuff. Tommy came around. She was still a little self-sufficient, but you could tell when it was like, oh, Tommy, 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 Tommy. Like, it was always like, okay, so Zordon, <laughs> Zordon calling. Hey, Zordon, what's going on? Sort of Rangers, there's there's Rita Repulsa and Goldar. They're attacking the city. We, we need you to go and apprehend them. Right. What about Tommy? Remember him, his powers? Well, Kimberly, his powers are not working right now. We have to wait. And she's like, and you see her like soaking. Girl, the city is in danger. It does not fucking matter. I'm not gonna lie, that was a really, really good impression. <laughs> you need to go. Like, I'm sorry. Why the fuck are we worrying about Tommy right now? We don't care. We don't. Like, we really people don't. are literally being shot up in the street by Goldar and some putties, and you talking about some what about Tommy? Girl, priorities. So that's why I'm just like, yes, I can see what, see what you meant with Kimberly. I completely get it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's just always, whenever girls are in relationships on this show, their, their defect, like their fallback is always I have to support the guy. I have to support the guy. I have to support the guy. Like, no, you don't. You don't. Like, I, it's just I, so real. It's so weird. I don't know. I felt like I I feel you on the the Kimberly thing. I felt like even though, and before you went on that, I was going to say like, even though she was about her man, that was her man, her man, her man. She loved that guy. But I feel like maybe they were trying to get across, you know, this guy, he can't do his job. Like, he, it means something to him to be a ranger. And he is, it's taking, like, a physical toll on him, the um, losing the powers, and, like, a, a mental one as well. And this is his girlfriend, so her emoting, and like having empathy for him that was I felt like I actually felt like it was it was a good character trait because it wasn't it wasn't just her it was Jason too because he had the guilt of not being able to you know save his powers here's the thing with Jason first of all we all know Tommy and Jace reverse so <clears throat> they were definitely like <laughs> 
they were definitely like on each other's bumpers like crazy. And like Jason, I mean, honestly, I understood Jason a lot more than I understood Kimberly. I say that because Jason to me was like, they both, when they first met, when they were first doing their fight and everything, you could tell that there was a there was a commonality between the two. Jason and Tommy are literally the same guy. When you really honestly think about, when you really honestly think about those two characters, they're the same guy, literally, the same exact guy. The difference is that Tommy is a little more, Tommy is a little more driven in terms of he is one track minded when it comes to certain things. Jason, on the other hand, kind of sees everything around while also being one track minded. But that's really the only difference between the two characters. Because you, as you've seen in their evolution, Tommy literally was still one track minded. He was still all he was still being a ranger all the way up until he was an old ass man. By you know what I'm saying? He was being a whole teacher and still talking about I'm I'm fighting evil. Meanwhile, Jason done went off with Emily and living his best life, you know what I'm saying, whatever, and maybe even Kimberly, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> living his best right. life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and like he popped in like once later on, so it, once or twice later <clears throat> on, so it's like for me, I just always kind of felt like they're the same guy, but they just took different directions. So I understood why Tom, why Jason felt the way he felt for Tommy. Meanwhile, Kimberly, on the other hand, it's like, girl, the man ain't dead. He's not dead. <laughs> like, Kimberly he's was so always nice. acting like he was going to die. Like, he's not dead. Like, well, he just eyes, doesn't have powers. In her <laughs> eyes, okay, Kimberly's dramatic. In her eyes, he's dying, okay? Let the woman be. I mean, that's how she, that's how she was acting. Because it's like, girl, I'm so sorry, but you met him when he wasn't a Power Ranger? He lost his powers? Oh, well, he's not fighting with you. But still, you, yourself, you, Kimberly, Pink Ranger, you have a job to do. Girl, mm -hmm. screw him. Like, <laughs> if his powers ain't holding up, if his powers are a little limp, I'm sorry. It, they can't get up? Oh, well. Like he'll he'll get he'll get there later. Like he'll pop he'll pop by uh, energy Viagra later on and, and come out and help you and save the day. Like I'm sorry, like girl, calm the fuck down. It's not that deep. So I say that to say with Zoe, it was like when it came to Zoe, Zoe started out well, and then it was like as soon as Nate came, it was like she started making the stupidest decisions. Like, it was just like, now all of a sudden the girl act like she can't even do her job anymore. And, like, season two was the biggest example of that. Like, homegirl was dropping the ball every five minutes. Like, she was just doing stupid stuff. Stuff that was like, oh, Zoe would never do this. But she did. Like, homegirl threw a freaking control collar on Keeper. What? Mm -hmm. What freaking you think Keeper was a threat? Like, <laughs> What are you doing? She, because you know he was a creepy looking motherfucker. Yeah. I'm, yes. <laughs> he, was wearing, he was wearing a whole cape. He was lurking in the forest. Like, I'm just saying. 
But my thing is, you could have easily apprehended him. Why did you need to throw the control collar on him? Like, girl. You have to make sure she got him, okay? That's how every horror horror movie should be. You make sure you get the guy. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, and then she all, like, but the biggest offender for me was when her stupid behind went on that cliff. She accidentally, she was fooling around with Nate. And being all Google Google Gaga over Nate, accidentally disintegrated her brother's um bone finding or whatever. And then she decided, you know what? Well, I solve big problems. I fix big problems. And then oh, she goes I don't find her big problems. I solve them. <laughs> right, whatever that stupid quote she was always saying. Then she goes up there by herself with no assistance. Didn't ask anybody for help. Goes up there and almost ke- almost gets herself killed. And it's like, for wh- what are you doing this for? Like, girl, that's what it's just like. She's just doing stupid stuff. Like, it's just like, girl, like I'm sorry, but Zoe just for her being the last Yellow Ranger that we got, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And that's why she was she was low for me. Like, it for her being the last one. I'm just like, damn, like that was their only chance for a yellow ranger. And this is the example that we're left with. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The last one is Zoe. Damn. You know, like I'm low key, but high key in my head, I'm just keeping Ion up there for our last example. <laughs> Even though he's not yellow, he's gold still. I'm like, because uh, I just I can't let Zoe be my final example. I, I just can't. I just can't let her be my final yellow because, yeah, Zoe just, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, Zoe is number 14. Number 13, Lily with 34. Mm, that's fair. I'm, I'm actually, actually wanted her higher. Hi. I'm yeah. Actually Wait. I'm that high. That high. Really? Um, but I, I kind of liked her. Yeah, I liked her. She was another one. I've no, like, no solo focus really. Um, she, her character that was another like really sweet character. I remember. Um. That was something that I remembered. Um, I can't. I can't remember what exactly the scenario was, but I remember she was in the in the pizzeria. I can't remember if she was talking to one of the boys or or Fran, but she was just so like like sticky sweet. It's just ridiculous how nice she was, and I was like, "Oh, that's so nice," <laughs> but she didn't really get to do much outside of that um i remember the episode where she went bad but it was like uh, okay a leather jacket and being a little cold okay um one of the best things though was every time that she morphed and then when uh she would do uh, that power up where they would change the um the costumes to white. Oh, you're talking oh, about their uh, whatever that super power up thing is? That thing, yeah. Yo, Master that, Mode. Don't go Master Mode. That stunt fighter was on their shit. Like, every I was excited every time that Lily morphed because I knew that that 
fight scene would look amazing. Um, and that was like the best thing <laughs> with her. Her sweetness and her morphed fights. Character-wise, they didn't give her nothing. I guess she yeah. was like the pawn in the uh the the testosterone uh battle between um uh Casey and I'm thinking of his real name. Theo, Theo. Like they both liked her. I don't think that they did enough with that, honestly. Even though like at the same time that's super awkward because that's like our core cast and then you just have the girl being left it over. It's kind of weird. But I mean I guess we would have given her something, I guess. I don't know. But here's the thing. And I, she didn't do anything. She didn't get anything. For me, I I have to I have to uh agree with what Violet said. Violet mm-hmm. said something to the point of like when it comes to when it comes to Lily, they already made her so sweet and so positive, and they made her basically the person that solves all the tension between Theo and 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 Casey. That adding anything else to her character would have been almost kind of like would have almost been a detriment to her character instead of actually helping her have more character development. So that's almost kind of like in the sense of the situation with Dana in Lightspeed Rescue, where she was this focused girl who was just like, she's becoming a, 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 um, a uh, ambulance, whatever, an EMT or whatever, or was that? Was that it? Or was she becoming a nurse? I can't remember. But anyway, she was so focused. <laughs> a nurse. There we go. Becoming a nurse. And, you know, she's this, she's, you know, she was training for this all this time and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. She gets this one moment where she's like a model and now all of a sudden she's an asshole. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it just came so Very late, awesome. right? Yeah. Right. So... But she ain't have a character, so... Well, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she didn't have a character. But in her, in Lily's case, I kind of felt that was the same way. It was like... Her Lily's character was only just to be, you know, just the the girl who basically mends shit together and just be super sweet and nice. That was it. That was her character. That was all she was meant that went. That was all she was meant to do. That was it. And you know, I felt like for me that was the reason why I'm okay with her being here in this in this place. Because she didn't do anything outstanding to make her be like, yeah, she's this great person. She didn't do that. She didn't do anything like that. But she did, she wasn't offensive. Like she wasn't a character that was like, oh my goodness, what the heck? She wasn't that either. But also at the same time, it was like, she's cool. You know? And plus she had, like you said, her stunt double nailed it every time. But also her stunt double was the was the um was the guy who basically does all the females anyway. They just let him cut up. Like that's really what it was. They just let him just let loose. And he just decided that he wanted to be out here just killing it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it was the same stunt guy who was um Aisha's stunt double. Um 
Tanya stunt double, Cassie stunt double, Kendrick stunt double. Um, yeah, like he was almost every female stunt double for like years. So, you know, um, so yeah. He obviously made Lily look good. Like, I mean, <laughs> like he made Lily look phenomenal. Um, but other than that, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, maybe he didn't really have was, anything else. Maybe that was real quick, maybe that was the uh like uh, and I'm sorry for not developing your character. You can have kick ass uh fight scenes even though you're not actually in the military. I mean you get the voice acton. Yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that that's it, you know? It's just like, uh, uh okay, I, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I that that was pretty much my thing with Lily. It was just giving real like she's just here. And you know, she she has a great battle cry. And she definitely put the guys, you know, she definitely put the guys in their places. Like, I mean, especially when them two was bickering and she was like, fix it. <laughs> I was mm. like, oh, okay. Like, you know, <laughs> like she had her moments where she was like, get your shit together. But also at the same time, it was just giving real like, uh, okay, well, she cool sometimes. She all right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Lily, she wasn't offensive. Like I said, she wasn't offensive. But also at the same time, I just wasn't. I wasn't like a huge fan of Lily, but I tolerated her. I liked her. Mm. Lily, uh, Lily, <laughs> Lena, <laughs> what you? <laughs> Lord, I call Lena Lily. Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's okay. I overall liked her. Um, she, like I mentioned earlier, she's she was number nine on my list, and mm. I felt like she, because she was the only girl in the group, she did get quite a bit of a focus. So, which was nice, and. You know what? Overall, like, she was quirky. She was cute. She was giving. She was literally everyone's best friend. Like, you can't ask for anything better than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, 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 I'm happy with it where she is overall. Um, she was kind of forgetful <laughs> until I remember right. She was the only girl there, so can't be that forgetful. And you would think that that. Just like we were talking about with um, Zoe, you would think that that would work in her favor because we right? we actually did see that work in three team teams before for the female. It worked on Ninja Ninja Storm, that and Dino Thunder, but and Dino Thunder, yeah. But this yeah. no, it didn't really work for Lily. It was kind of disappointing. I felt like she definitely should have gotten way more focus or at least have something work in her favor. But it did not. It was very much giving Zoe, except thank God she didn't play stupid and she didn't get a boyfriend. Thank mm -hmm. God. Thank God. So that's why she was higher on my list because she didn't, you know, put she didn't call her um what's his face. <laughs> He'd still be looking creepy though. But at least she didn't make mistakes. So yeah, no, she was definitely overall higher and I I don't hate her. I don't love like but she's not like memorable. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because okay. like I, I agree with that. Like, because she was it's I guess for me it wasn't that she wasn't memorable. It was just more so of like because she, 
that, but also my, I felt like because they used her as the person that was the mediator, there's not much that they could do with her. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's not, she's not very, she doesn't have that much conflict. That's what it is. That's what it was. She didn't have much conflict. No, she was everyone's it, best friend. She was everybody's best friend. Like she was the girl who was just like, she just saw good in everybody. And that was the thing about her and Camille. Mm. And like, I actually liked that episode with her and Camille. Like where she, where she met Camille for the first time and, and Camille was in human form. And like, you know, Camille was all upset because she basically was like, bitch, get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, like he should have known that because he was already given like very misogynist and very like wanted that D. She was oh yeah him. oh yeah she, she loves herself some Daishi and then when he inhabited uh Jared oh that she really got the Joneses for him then and she was oh. like oh that this strong jawline man right here yep. oh he can get this good <laughs> this good yep. chameleon coochie. Yep. Oh yes, honey. <laughs> he can get this chameleon coochie. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And the thing Absolutely. is, like, I know they were trying to play it off like she was loyal, but I'm like, no, she was just giving thirsty. She was horny. Camille <laughs> 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 was horny. Yeah. She was trapped in that wall for three thousand years, bitch. True. Girl, she was horny. True. True. <laughs> but you know they were trying. They were, they were trying to give her that loyalty side. That like she's dedicated. I'm like, no, no. We all see it. We all know what's up. We all know. We all knew. Homegirl was horny, okay? She was just like, listen, I need, I need some. I need some. Ooh, <laughs> you inhabited this fine ass man? Oh, yes, definitely. And Jared was, and Daishi was like, we got a job to do, and you're not fulfilling it. And he was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> and he kicked her behind out. So then after that, like, she all sulking and all sad. And, like, Lily was just like, you're a good person. Like, you know, all this stuff like that. And she's making her feel good. And it's just like, she really, like, I really like that episode because she really made Camille really, like, question shit. And be like, damn, like, I really am being treated bad by this man. You know, so like I actually kind of liked it. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, she's making her really think. But <laughs> even then, I'm still like, hmm. <laughs> like, but girl, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing enough for me. So, you know, I don't know. Like, that was my thing with Lily. It was just like, she didn't have much conflict. So she was just left being, she was left feeling very MMPR-ish. Like, she was just a really goody good girl. And that was it. That was like that was her personality. So I can understand why people liked her, but also at the same time, like I could also stand why I could also understand if somebody didn't like her either. I get it because she ain't did nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, so moving right along. So we had Lily at thirteen, number twelve, men with thirty-two. Mm. Wow. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's she's fine. Number, That's uh, fine. She was number 13 on my list. She was slightly below uh Zoe, but and before Chip, but you know, that was a good number for her. Yeah, number 12 is pretty good. Number 12. She she was actually eight on mine. 
I really, um, I really enjoyed her. I love that the. What was that? Oh, I was gonna say, I wish we got more of her. Me too. Yes, yes, yes. So I loved that that whole special once and always was about her. It was basically a basically a whole focus episode for her. We got to see her deal with the loss of her mother and Trini and we got to see her just be fueled by vengeance and anger and hate. Uh, we got to see her interact with Billy and Zach who are two of her uh, Trini's closest friends. Damn it would have been cool to see her um, interact with Kimberly. <sighs> but anyway. Um, then we got to see her learn a lesson and, um, that moment where, uh, we probably all had this moment, the moment where, um, Rita hit her with the same spell that killed her mom, but it hit Trini's morpher, which saved her. And she had that flash of her mom. I lost it on that part. Oh, and to see her finally morph, to see how much fun she had in the Megazord. It was just, it was so, she was really fun. And I really, really wish we got to see more of her. I wish that we got to see her in that uh, one episode of Cosmic Fury. Or if they could have, shit, they could have somehow wrote her in to an episode of Cosmic Fury. They could have, but... I really liked her. I really wanted to see more. I hope somehow, some way, whenever Hasbro figures out their game plan for Power Rangers, they could bring her back. But, you know, we we know that. In, well, we might be getting a reboot of the whole franchise. So who knows? But you know, I would love to see her again. Oh, my God. So, I really speaking, liked her. speaking of which, I, as much as I like um, Friend, no. Friend, right. How do I say your name now? The yellow one, not the orange one. Fran. Fran. Yes, as much as I loved her, I kind of thought that it would have been Min that would have been the next ranger in that Ooh. scene. That's interesting. That's what I genuinely thought until, like, obviously it was a thousand percent convi- like, like, yeah, this is going to be... I'm sure it was least- Yeah. yeah. Cause like because the fact that David Yost was there, right? So I was like, okay, so if Billy's there, there's a really good chance that Min might be there, right? No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. very unfortunate. Just, just no. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, I'm everything you say. I agree with you. I, I wish we can get more. Of, hopefully, we can get more of her. Or who knows? Maybe with the reboot, she is a new character. You know, one of those like back in time situations. Who knows? Ooh, what if what if they go back in time and she plays Trini? That's what I mean, right? Like the whole back in time, because like you know what what gave that idea? Nineteen eighty four, the American Horror Stories that we mentioned earlier. Because I was like, what if like with the reboot they you know create an alter like an alternative dimension and or whatever mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. still exists but not as her as someone else? You know, I think that'd be cool. You know what I when you said that I actually thought of um, what they're doing with uh, DC. The DC films, yes, we're doing that, and like we could see some of the actors from previous things as different characters now. 
Yes. This if they cool. rehire them. Oh, but okay. uh, it, it's just, it's just, um, I love the idea of multiple, um, multiple dimensions or, or, or universes, a multiverse. I really, ah, I hate this about myself. I'm too much of a realist with things sometimes. So like, I'm so, it's like, oh my God, they can't do that. It wouldn't make any sense. But like, as a writer, especially in a fantastical world, you can, you can do anything. And my first real taste of that probably would have been um, when they did it with the, uh, the CWBC shows, when they did the multiverse one there. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then, and then like a light bulb moment, duh, they did it in the comics already, so they could do it here too. So um, that kind of, like, just to see it in my face like that, it, it opened up my mind to that. And then the fact that Power Rangers has a multiverse that we've also seen explored a little bit, you know, why not? Just have, have fun, why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, the thing is, and just in general with um, with men specifically, I like men a lot. And yes, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, whenever they do decide to go ahead and give us a new Power Rangers in what in whatever way, shape, or form, I would love to see Charlie come back. Um I feel like honestly, I would even love to see um any of the older actors come back but but as different people you know i would love to see david yost be somebody's teacher or zach be you know one of the kids parents or you know something like that like but have nothing mm -hmm. to do with any of the rangers he's just pops mm -hmm. up as like you know oh yeah this is my child like he's at, he's at school and he knows one of the rangers and one of the rangers bullied him some bullshit i don't know but mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But just come back in different ways just to let us know, hey, that, that person used to be on the show as whomever. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. would love that to happen. I guess my thing with that is that there were some missed opportunities. I definitely feel like there was a missed opportunity with not having men be there in Cosmic Fury. But I also <laughs> feel like it just sucks because Harley did her damn thing with that character. And for us mm -hmm. to have fallen in love with this character in less than an hour. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like for us to fall in love with her in less than an hour is that's something. That's a huge feat. And mm -hmm. it's just like, damn, like I I want more of her, but nine times out of ten, we're probably not gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the hurtful part about that character. So it's like, damn, like with what we do see from her, I do like her. I like her a lot. I mean, she was I think she was like, I want to say she was pretty high up on my list. Um, I think she was like midway through. I know, wait a minute, was she top 10 for me? Um, let me double check. Cause I think she might have been top 10. Um no, she was just under. She was 11. So, like, you know, she was almost a top 10, top 10 ranger for me because, like, I just, I really liked her. I really liked her a lot. Um, she, was, 
She's so, yeah. top 10 for me. She was, she was number eight for me, actually. Yeah. You know, so I just really wanted to see. I really wish that we could have seen her a little bit more. That's all. And that's the only reason why I didn't put her in the top 10 was because like it was like, damn, I just wish that there was more. Like, that we could have just seen more of her. Because what we got, like, I just know men would have been a damn good Yellow Ranger from then on out. Like, I just know she would have been good because literally she has Zach and Billy and Kimberly, you know what I'm saying, and Jason and all them, like, helping her be, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're basically helping her and training her. So even after they retire, homegirl's still going to be fighting. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, you know, more than likely, she's probably going to be leading the pack at that point. Because she has so much experience. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, I could see a whole world with men being literally like the leader of the team. Because at that Mm -hmm. point, she's like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know? So ah, I just wish there was just more. Just We got more from her. That's all. That's all. Um, So yeah, men is number 12. Number 11 Elizabeth, a.k.a. Z Delgado, with mm-hmm. 31. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, she, um, she was actually in my top 10. She was number 10. Once again, we talk about um, somebody that didn't get a lot of focus. But there yeah. was something about Monica's performance that really stuck with me. And I love the relationship with with uh with Jack, which mm-hmm. I wish could have been like there could have been more development with that as well because they were they were homies, they were best friends, they they were family basically, um you know yeah. that chosen family, and um I just loved I loved she was she was feminine but she had like a bit of an edge to her too. Um, I, I, uh, once again, awesome, uh, more fights with her. Um, she had the cool power of, uh, the, the multiplying power so she can make the copies of, of herself. And so there could be an army of these fighting, um, the crybots or whatever. Um, that always fascinated me. I was like, oh, they ate that. That was so mm-hmm, cool. hmm I'm thinking... Uh, one of the first, the first fight where it was Jack and Z versus Skybridge and um, oh my god, oh my god, what's her name? Sid. Sid, yes, Sid, yes. Um, that was so much fun. That was so much fun. I remember it was super forbidden at this point to be watching Power Rangers because I was. When was that? That was. The beginning of 05, so I was in uh, first year of high school. Me and my best friend at the time definitely watched it, but like we, we couldn't talk about it. <laughs> but that was those fight scenes were so freaking cool. Um, oh, Disney were just, in their, was in their bag with um, mm-hmm. the unmore fight scenes. Like they were in their whole bag mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So it was it was yeah it was I had fun like the I had fun with that character for the little bit that they gave as far as focusing on her um which you know 
ultimately, <laughs> we had to grasp for straws even with the top 10 because some of them still didn't get the most focus in the world. But there was something that there was something that grabbed us all with them. So I, I really did enjoy these characters. I thought Monica May did a really good job with what she was given to make me care for somebody that got such little focus. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Like, I definitely cared a lot about, a lot more about Z than I would have with anybody else. Because, like, she wasn't, like, Z was, here's the thing about Z. Like, and I think that's what I liked about her. To me, it was weird because sometimes I thought Z was a woman of color. Because the way she was (laughs) neck rolling... And yeah. it was like, she was giving, like, I mean, that neck was constantly in rotation. I mean, she was talking with her neck, talking with her hands, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was a whole round away girl. Remember this? Remember the scarf in the, in the hoops? Okay. 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 <laughs> v was the only girl, was the, literally the only girl that I can remember who was wearing big hoop earrings. The only girl. Like, Ooh, by uh, far, she's the only girl. Trini, Trini did it. Oh, Trini wore big hoops when? Yeah, season two. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Helmet. But, yeah, I, remember, I definitely remember her helmetless wearing Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. She did. She did. She did. You're right. You're right. They were silver. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> but, like, Z was constantly, like, you could tell Z was that girl. Like, she was just, like... She was wearing the scarves, like she had on the big, uh, the the high, the uh, knee high combat boots. You know what I'm saying? Like she was just that mm. girl, and I just love that about Z. And I was just like, dang, like is she, is she, like is she a girl of color? Like is she, she mixed with something? Like what's going on? Whole white girl, but it was just, <laughs> but I just, I still, I just loved her though. Like I, I still absolutely love that character. And I just really wish that she had something to something more to, more to do instead of just being, you know, just that girl that she like her storyline wrapped up very early. Her storyline wrapped up like right after the Sam arc. That that little Sam episode, her storyline was done. You know, because like when you find out that Doggy knew exactly who she was and then left her ass on the street, like <laughs> knew exactly who he was who who the girl was and was like he saved her from getting hurt and then was like all right now you're gonna be homeless peace out and dipped the fuck out on her <laughs> like you ain't even tried to take her into spd you knew she was on her own and he was just like yeah girl you're gonna continue being on your own peace out and that was it so you know <laughs> It's like, damn, doggy, you ruthless. But, like, it's interesting, though. Like, that was the end of her storyline. It was just like, okay, we're done with Z. You know? And she was just basically just a ranger that was just there at that point. So, it's like, oh, well. Um, Yeah, Lena, you got anything for Z? No. I, I You guys hit all the right points. I, I agree with you guys. Like, I liked her. She was number 11 for me. She's exactly where she needs to be for the overall chart uh, rating. 
I forgot if I said she was number 10 for me. Yeah, I think uh, she was, I want to say for me, she was, um, let me see. <clears throat> she was number 10. She was ah. number 10 for me. There we go. So we weren't far. So we were like, we we're at 11 and 10. Yeah, like we yeah. all pretty much just kind of thinking the same thing for Z. Yeah. So, so she's where she it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like she was the only one that I, I honestly felt like she fell exactly where she was supposed to fall. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. Now, here's the one that I know y'all probably going to hate me for. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry because y'all probably going to hate me for this, but also I'm not sorry because hell nah. Yeah. Number 10, Kira with 29. Oh! I'm sorry. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Oh. It was me. And the reason, and I'm going to tell you why, it is all because of Emma Lahana. That's not it me. is all because of Emma yeah. The character, I, I'm not one of those people who are like, I can see, I have, I can differentiate between the art and the artist. I'm not that person. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that person. I will tell you right off the bat. I, listen, once that, once you do whatever, I don't care what it is. You do whatever. You do something like something crazy. It is what. However, I felt about your character. That's done. Like it just it is what it is because whenever I see you now I I see the actor, and I'm like I'm I'm good on you like I'm 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 just I'm good, and that's exactly how I feel with Kira. Like I used to when I first made my list, Kira was number two. Literally, Mm. I had Kira at number two on my list, and I got to thinking about it, and I was like, no, no, no. And I made her number 22. I'm like, I can't. Like, I I, I, live, I can't do this now. So, I mean, as much as I love Kira in Dino Thunder, I thought Kira was probably one of the most standout characters in the whole entire show. Like, mm-hmm. Emma Lahana acted her ass off as Kira, and she did a damn good job. Mm-hmm. Plus, let's not forget, her stunt double was out here, like, doing <laughs> butterfly kicks and splits and shit, yeah. busting it down. And, and twirling all over the floor, kicking motherfuckers. So I mean, I'm like, listen. And she had a canary cry. Okay, and she had a canary cry. Like, Homegirl was a badass, and I loved Kira. Not to mention her fashion was wah, Avril Lavigne inspired. <laughs> Chef's kiss, loved it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I still can't look past who played her. I can't, and I'm like, uh, sorry. Yeah, she's, uh, well, she's number three for me. I base this solely on just the characters, not the actors, just the characters. She was number three. She's everything for me, as Kira. And yeah, what about you? Well, where did for, you think? For me, she was number four. Nice. Um, Kira, she was just so freaking likable. Like, she... Oh man, she was so cool. She's so cool. She was um a talented girl. She could sing. Um, and that's brave to have your guitar out on um the front lawn at school and just sing for uh not even for your classmates, just because you just wanted to. Um her attitude, like she was she she had like the the rebel edge in that she 
she had her opinions. She had the way that she felt about things, but um, she wasn't for like the bullshit with like bullying or anything like that. She kind of like um, Veronica Mars, if anybody watched that. She was kind of like the tough girl that had been through some shit, but when it came to bullying people, like, no, we're not doing that. And then she would, she was open to being friends with different types of people. I love that she told, um, oh my God, I'm about to call him Cole. Connor, 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 Connor. She told Connor about himself. Connor was very misogynistic, a jock, like the stereotypical jock, just an asshole. And she told him about himself multiple times. Um, and I thought that was really cool. You know, I, I love, we always say this, one of the coolest things about Dino Thunder's cast was the fact that those characters weren't friends to begin with. They were three totally different people and they had to, they were basically forced together. And then because they were forced together, we got to see them become friends. Of course, Kira and Ethan, they started to like each other much easier than it was to start to like Connor, but we got to see that become a thing and they all became friends. Um, I always loved her and Trent. I thought that that was so cute and it's a shame that they didn't get to fully flesh that out because I think it, there was just something about um, those first couple of seasons from the Disney era where those actors were given, you know, like they weren't, you know, like Emmy award winning performances, but they were decent performances. And um, with uh, Emma and, um, oh my God, I usually know everybody's real names. What's um, Trent's real name again? Jeff, Jeffrey? Jeff, Jeffrey, yeah. Emma and Jeffrey, amazing chemistry, really decent actors. It would have, it was really fun to watch them, all the tension and stuff and the chemistry. And I really wanted to see what a relationship would have looked like because we at least got a little bit. It was implied that um, um, Tori and Blake were dating in Ninja Storm. But I thought they were at least going to give us something like that for um, for Dino Thunder. And they didn't. And I, I, the nail in the coffin for that was the prom episode. And, like, they're talking about not having dates. I'm like, what the hell, Trent's right there? Oh, they just dropped the whole thing. Damn. But Now, um, go back. Because you were like, Tori and Blake. They did. They dropped the ball with them too because they didn't date. They were just like they're making googly eyes at each other, and that was it. I thought that was the case, but then I thought they totally dropped it. But there was an episode where they were in. They were God. I think the monster was like a game show host or something, Mm -hmm. and they were forced to. I don't know if they were forced to fight, but he was fighting through something to get to Tori, and the dialogue made it seem like they were dating because they still liked each other. And I thought they had totally dropped it, but they didn't. But no. then you know there was nothing like concrete. They definitely, they definitely dropped that because like 
you, it was it was evident, especially in the uh, the team up with Dino Thunder. It was obvious. It was obvious that they were not dating. Like that was afterwards, though they could have broken up. Even then, like, but that's the thing. Even then, they still weren't like even towards the end of the season. Their their season, they weren't dating. Like there was nothing about them that gave like, oh, these two people are like they're together. You know what I'm saying? They, they didn't have that kind of thing at all. Like basically, what it was given was it was it was definitely cock teasing for sure like they were they were kind of like they would present an idea of like oh yeah they might be they might be together or they they have some chemistry and then they'd let it go they'd throw out the possibility and then they'd reel it in and that was like a really big thing that was with disney from what i heard that like the writers were very like conflicted because it was like from what i heard it was like the I guess like the execs were kind of like oh the the boys don't want to see relationships they don't want to see couples they don't want to see any of that so I... the writers were forced to not put people together but they just created the idea mm -hmm. of these people being together so that was it but they never ever gave us anything concrete because they were forced not to make it concrete but yeah mm -hmm. like they weren't together like they were just kind of like trolling us with it, basically being like, "Hey, they might be together, they might not." Same thing with Kira and Trent. They were like, "Oh, yeah, like they like each other, but do they?" Because <laughs> then you find out at the very end of Dino Thunder, even the, with the episodes after that, when when they do come back, it's like they act like they're just friends. So, yeah, like, I just leave it at that. Like, I'm like, when it comes to Power Rangers and relationships, either they drop the ball really bad and they pull stunts like that, or they just make the girls mindless zombies. Like, it's freaking weird. Um, mm. But, yeah, like, Kira, I love Kira so much. Like, that character is just... Uh, I just love her. Like I love that character. But just like when I was thinking about current events, I was like, I, I I can't, I can't make her be, I can't make her be number two. Not with all the stuff that's happening. And I, I just, I, I can't. So yeah, I was like, yeah, it's, she's gonna be number twenty two. I have to put her at because honestly, I wasn't gonna put her on the list. Like I wasn't gonna put Kira on the list at all. <laughs> And then I was like, no, I need to put her here. So I just made her number 22. Because um, I already knew y'all were going to have her be have her be higher. I kind of had a feeling you did. And then sure enough, I, I saw it and I was like, yeah. So I was like, I feel comfortable with this. So yeah. But other than that, yeah, my list, she's bare bottom. Mm -hmm. um, so number nine, I feel I felt good about this one. Number nine. Katie with 26. Okay. Mm. I had Katie at number six, but number nine works. Ooh, I had Katie at 15. Oh. I had Katie at number five. <laughs> wow. I figured you guys would have her high. Um, so I didn't dislike Katie. Once again, they did nothing with this woman the entire season. She got, I believe, two focused episodes and then that was it and then she was just in the background 
I really, <clears throat> I, I liked um, kind of like the big sister vibe, protector vibe she had for Trip. And um, she was a sweetheart with superhuman strength. So the scenes where she would hug somebody and crush them like uh, like, like Wes, that was really funny. Um, I liked the, I liked her solo episodes, I, even though I think the the time travel one was like really that was really confusing. <laughs> but um, uh the family episode, her missing her family that was, you know, a thousand years in the future. I thought that that was really that was cool and it was it was cool to see the effect that of the time travel like what it had on the the uh you know, the rangers from the future. But that was kind of it. They didn't really do anything outside of those two episodes with her. And I, I Oh yeah, really... she had that episode with the uh with the guy who had the camera and he exposed them. Like that one. That was cool. So what what? Three? She had three. three. Out yeah. of forty three. Yeah, out of forty three. <laughs> oh, so uh, it sucks because I don't feel like you know, like it's. Oh, I feel so bad. You know, one of our only black female rangers to to have her that low on my list. But I just really, I. <sighs> it was the Jen West featuring Eric show, so I I felt like all of my attention really did go into them because the other three got the bare minimum. I, I would say maybe Trip got the best out of those uh, those other three. But like poor Katie, she just didn't get a lot. And because of that, I wasn't able to completely connect to her like I, I would have loved to. Um, so that's why that's why I put her like that. Um, like, I get it. Oh. I, I get that. <laughs> I would probably say to I would probably say, if anything, I agree with that to a certain degree. Because mm -hmm. while you are 110% correct with the analysis of out of three episodes, uh, like out of 43 episodes, she only got three. Yes. Like, that's fucked up. Because Deborah did her damn thing, especially on the episode when she was missing her family. Like, she acted she acted down she did her thing like homegirl really put some work in because that part where she was like what like i'm like oh yes <laughs> yes miss mamas you better act you better give us an emmy women performance because homegirl was acting so like i felt that like i love that about her like any part that she even when she was in the background i'll tell you exactly what uh deborah was giving Deborah to me kind of gave Nakia in the sense of when the camera wasn't on her specifically, she was in the background doing work. She was in the background because Deborah's faces were hilarious. Like when stuff would be happening, she would just be reacting to stuff. And the stuff that she'd be reacting to, her faces were constantly funny. Like her facial expressions were always like, the fuck? It was either it was either the fuck or 
she was <laughs> in the background just a grin like mm, I see what's going on you know what I'm saying like but she was constantly judging what was going on and I love that about Katie and it was just like that was her personality like she was always in the background seeing what was going on but when you act when you actually got to see her it was like oh I kind of get her I feel her you know what I'm saying so yes she didn't get much to do I personally still got to connect with her on some level because she was still in the background participating. Whereas if she was pulling a Lucas and was in the background doing absolutely nothing, being invisible, I probably wouldn't feel that way. <laughs> because I'm sorry, I'm no shade to Michael, no shade, but that man did absolutely nothing. When the camera wasn't on him, he was just there. Like he, he wasn't reacting to anything. <laughs> Not even that. I mean, I would have rather him just play with his hair and look in the mirror all goddamn day. I would have rather that. But he just, like, I don't, and like I said, this is no shade to him. Like, I'm not trying to knock him at all. But as an actor, even if it's not your focus scene, do something. You know what I'm saying? React to something. Like, have some sort of opinion on something. That man had nothing. It was just like he was a blank slate. Like he was just there because the scene said he had to be there. Whereas Katie was like, she was giving you some sort of face. Like she was either, like I said, she was grinning, judging the situation, or she was like looking around like, what the fuck is going on? So it was like, so it was always something with her. So I always kind of enjoyed that, but it was criminal that she never got anything to do. That was my old issue. That was my whole issue. Because I think that Deborah could have really knocked out the part if had she was given something to do. And then what makes it so crazy, her Sentai counterpart had a whole storyline with the cameraman, with the um with the reporter. Because like there was a there was a girl, there was a um a female reporter who was so fixated on trying to find out who Time Yellow was. And Time Yellow, Damon thought that he wasn't attractive and he wasn't good enough to win her. So he sent um, the Blue Ranger to go in his place because he, cause she thought, cause he thought that she was attracted to him. When in actuality, she didn't like him like that. When she met him and she like met the real, like met the Blue Ranger out of suit. And she was like, mm, I don't really like him like that. But when she actually met Damon and found and found out that Damon was time yellow, like they fell in love. That was the whole like that was the whole plot. And I would have loved if they would have given if they would have given Katie something like that, where it's like she like the guy finds out who she is, and then it turns into a situation where now this guy is literally in the news, constantly just writing up articles. Or constantly taking pictures to make the Time Rangers look good. And then they also have a relationship going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have loved to have had that. But they dropped the ball. So, mm -hmm. you know, that would have been more episodes for Katie. But they just elected to just make it a one episode thing. And that was it. Which I felt was criminal. It was just like, damn. Like, y'all really did make it the Jen and Wes show featuring Eric. You know, so yeah, that was my only issue. But I actually did enjoy Katie in general. Um, 
And every scene that she was in, I always felt was great. So yeah, like that's why I, I that's why I put her up high. I guess it was, I guess for me, Katie is one of those people who I'm like, it's more of nostalgia and what I wish she had mm-hmm. versus what she versus what she actually had. You said yeah. it beautifully. That's exactly why I put her up so high. Yeah, yeah. It's like you wish she had more and you like what she was giving, yep. but she just didn't get enough. Exactly. You know? So, so yeah, I... Yeah. In our mind, she gets more. <laughs> exactly. Like, she just gets more. <laughs> like, she deserves to be in the top. Like, yep. put some respect on Katie's name. Like, yep. she needs more. Yep. Yeah. Now, here is the next one. We got another double jeopardy, y'all. For seven and eight. This is this is hard for me because I love both these characters. This is hard. We got Aisha, the yellow Mighty Morphin Power Ranger at 25, but we also have Ninja Storm Dustin with 25. So who is taking the number seven slot and who's taking number eight? Oh, I have Dustin as number eight, so I will keep him at number eight. Aisha's number seven? Sure. Oh, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that, honestly. Go ahead. For for me, I I think it it would be Aisha eight and Dustin seven. Okay, show your work. For me, I say Aisha seven and Dustin eight because... Aisha had the amazing Megasaur scene that just kicked Ivan Ooze out into the sky. So Boom. Yes. That yes. did it for me. That did it for yes. me. Yes. Lena, you read my mind because that's the exact <laughs> reason why I picked her. That is the exact reason. I was like, this girl, this black woman is out here saving the world by herself. Yes. <laughs> so she's like, I'll be honest, she wasn't that high on my personal list. She was 16 for me. Oh, only because overall for me, I felt like I yeah, I think you know what, to be honest, she was overshadowed by Kimberly. And oh yeah. And I barely yeah. remember her. You know what I mean? I only know I only know more about her now, but mm-hmm. overall, she was overshadowed by Kimberly, right? So if I have to pick a moment in time where I do remember her solo would be that scene. And of course, that scene is so iconic, right? So yeah, so she was a lot lower on my list, but for the number seven, eight slot, she would be Justin. I agree. I agree. Uh, for for me, she was uh, number seven for me. Um, <clears throat> um, and and Dustin actually was number five for me. Um, I know, right? <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a shocker. I'm kind of surprised, actually. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the reason why I I have Aisha lower is once again this lack of character focus, and I can remember I remember her as a kid. <clears throat> I remember thinking it was so cool to see a black girl as a superhero. She was our first live action black girl superhero um, on TV and in a movie. Um, I have to say like her beating 
Ivan Ooze, like her being the deciding factor. For whatever reason, it didn't hit me. I didn't realize that until like a few years ago. I watched that movie a million times and I remember that she beat him in the balls, but I, I just didn't realize that that was what got him out of there. That's what defeated him. That is such a cool thing for one of the most popular movies of the 90s. The fact that he gets that character got to defeat Ivan Ooze, who's one of the most iconic like villains. Not just Power Ranger villains, like people remember Ivan Ooze. So that was really cool. Um, and I love, of course, Stop the Hate Master. That was such a great. Oh, um, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that two-parter is probably one of my favorite two-parters in season three. Yeah, so it was, um, I remember when I watched it back um, as a grown-up, I was not really connecting with Aisha because she didn't get a lot to do. And then when we went to season three, she still wasn't doing anything. And then <laughs> there was, um, I remember, I, I remember she, you know, got into wanting to be a veterinarian and she was working at the animal shelter. I remember that. So that's a little something. And then she got the Stop the Hate Master episode and it just focused on her. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yes. Yes. This is what I wanted to see. And then I think a couple of, um, couple of, ep- well, I guess you could say a couple, maybe like, seven episodes later that was like the she had like that many left it seemed like and then she was just gone so i just felt like it was such missed potential with her um there were cool things like i liked the episode where um her best friend from stone canyon shauna came through to angel grove and she felt a certain kind of way about aisha not calling her anymore and like like we were best friends since we were little kids and you're not like we don't talk anymore and that was kind of cool to see some you know um some friction with one of our characters where also rest in peace to her best friend Mm -hmm. yeah uh and and it was it was and like she was at fault of course there's reasons there's so much more she's a power ranger so there's not really a lot of time to be calling up your best friend you know, but it was. I thought that was cool. And um, <clears throat> oh man, the uh, when she interacted with Scorpina before she knew she was Scorpina, and she found out she was Scorpina, that was fun. But it just, it just sucks that there wasn't more. Like if they, oh man, if they would have kept Scorpina around, and then that could have been Aisha's arrival or something, that would have been so cool. But it's just like she just didn't get enough. And in hindsight, you know, she means so much. Like I said before, our first live action black female superhero, that's a big accomplishment in um, accolade. So I, I have a lot of love for her, but I just wish that there was more that she got to do. Um, should I do Dustin now or should I wait? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Dustin, um, Dustin had a freaking character and he stuck to it <laughs> that whole time. Um, I just saw, I don't know if you guys seen this um, meme before. I thought it was hilarious. I think that um, Violet might have shared it. Um, it's three dragons. There's two serious dragons, and then there's one dragon with bug eyes and his tongue sticking out. And they said that the two serious dragons was 
Shane and Tori, and then Aston was the the loopy one. Um, he was an airhead. Um, and, and he stayed funny. that way. He started out an airhead, and he ended one. And he um, he was so charming, though. Um, this uh, like the pretty, possibly one of the prettiest yellow pictures that we had. Like even up there with the the beautiful women we had, like he, um, there was just something about him that just stuck out. Um, I loved his counterparts, of course, that season, but he was just he was he had me cracking up all the time. Um, I loved his chemistry with um, with everybody because that was that was something that was really cool about that season. Each one of them had talent each one of them had chemistry so you could pair off any combination whether it was the three whether it was cam um whether it was blake or hunter and you could get something entertaining so i really enjoyed him of course um, one of the things that i remember was when um he started the yellow ranger morphed started to get a lot of attention and a lot of um became like a local celebrity and it was like getting to his head. I remember that episode really well. And I remember, um, you know, his lateness is being an issue, um, getting to uh, training and whatnot. Sometimes it seemed like he wasn't really focused. And then we got to see, you know, like he realized the error of his ways and he got it together, but he still was airhead Dustin. But Still a heart of gold and brave, and I I really liked them. I really enjoyed them. <laughs> yes, I can I can agree with everything you said. Here's my thing. Here's my take. Right, Dustin. I I did enjoy Dustin. I did like him, and he he actually it it's funny. Because I genuinely do feel like Dustin did have an, he did have an arc. He started out just, I mean, dumb. I mean, dumb, <laughs> dumb. But, and he, he was charming. He was charming and he was goofy as all hell. But as time went on, while he still remained goofy, like, you could tell slowly but surely he started to recognize and realize, yo, like, I need to take this more seriously. It even got to his head at one point where he thought that he was the shit. And it was just like, no, baby. No, you're not. But, you know, you could just, you could tell that there was a progression in his character. Um, <laughs> and that is one thing that I will say I do. One reason why I did put Dustin higher on, on my list, because as a male Yellow Ranger, I definitely do think that he made his mark. Because Dustin really was like, he he, he was doing his thing. He did his thing. Um, and I enjoyed the goofiness about him, although I swear I felt like every time I was looking at Dustin, I felt like I could smell him. Like he looks like he doesn't wash, and that just drove not, me nuts. Not him, what? not you smelling him through the screen. 
I swear, wow. I, I don't know why he just always gave me that airheaded guy who doesn't wash. And I just knew he smelled bad. And then they wow. even said it in the show. They even said it. They were like, boy, like, just like how you smell at the ninja practice. He's like, yeah, I do stink. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, like, because oh, you wow. do. <laughs> oh. I'm confirming it. Ew, wow. So I'm like, my guy, I, I'm like, I know you don't wash. And they just literally no. made his character look like the guy that does not wash. No. And I'm like, ew. Like, not, so, not them actually confirming that. Ew. Yes. So I'm just like, no. But, but that's the thing. It was just like, I do appreciate all that they did with Dustin. I still feel like in my heart of hearts, this is why I put Aisha over Dustin. For one, Lena already said it. You know, she defeated Ivan News by herself. Like, homegirl was just like, like she, she was on it. The thing about Aisha to me that I just absolutely loved and adored was the fact that Aisha, she, she was the one, to me, she felt like the leader of the Stone Canyon trio. Like, she was the only one who was Agreed. the most rational and she made the most sense out of everything. Adam was quiet. And exactly, she was the most confident. Hell, let, let's not forget, a few episodes down the line, she was already like, hell, I can take out these putties by myself with the whole <laughs> fire safety situation. Like, she was like, let me fight that monster. It's my fault. I'm fire safety captain. You know what I'm saying? Like, homegirl was just like, she's like, Yo, I got this. Like, trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, and sometimes her overconfidence got the best of her, but still, she was still able to go out there and still do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was somebody who I felt like you could always rely on. And, like, I don't know, like, out of the Stone King and Trio, and I'm sorry, even, no shade, even out of Trini. Like, I just kind of felt like Aisha was the girl that, you knew could get shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just always felt like when I would when I would think about MMPR, and this is no shade to the original five, to the, uh, to the original three, no shade, but I love the Stone Canyon trio so much more because, like, me personally, I just loved Aisha. Like, Aisha, just, <laughs> to me, always felt like she felt like the true Yellow Ranger. Not saying that Trini wasn't good, but I just mm. always felt like I had more of a connection to Aisha. Maybe it was the fact that she was a black girl. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But I just always had more of a connection with her. And it just always felt like homegirl was just like, she was getting shit done. And whenever chips were down or whenever they were like, yo, we need this right here. It was like Rocky was too busy having fun and fumbling and was being goofy as all hell. Adam was quiet as a church mouse. And Aisha was the only one that was like, yo, I got it. Me, tag me in, coach. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I always felt like Aisha was, she was the girl that you would be like, if anybody I know got hands and want to throw down, it's going to be her. <laughs> and you can just tag her in at any moment and she's she's coming through out the air flying at you and about to punch you in your face you know what I'm saying like, you know what I'm saying so I just always loved Aisha for that and then also too I felt like 
Aisha was giving real. Um, I'm about to throw out an old reference, which ooh, child, this is gonna make me feel so old. Sorry for all of our Gen Z listeners out here, <laughs> but she kind of felt like Lisa Turtle from um from Saved by the Bell. Oh wow, I could see that. Wow, I can see that. Like she felt like Lisa Turtle. She was giving real. Like she was always yeah. fashionable. She wasn't as being. Like no, she wasn't. Was no, I'm saying like she was always fashionable. Like she was like she was always talking about shopping. She was always on on point with the clothes. Like she was in style with the hair. Like she she wasn't as bang, no. But like she was always given in terms of like she was always put together because her outfits were cute for the '90s. Like I'm not gonna hold you because I tell this story all the time. I wanted to be her in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Because that white sweater combo with that white sweatshirt combo with the booty yellow shorts, absolutely. Like, I wear that to this day, which I did. Um, <laughs> wore it the, wore it the Morphicon, sure did. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that outfit is iconic. So I'm just like, and with the and with the long braids, like homie, homegirl was already thinking outside the box before anybody was thinking about that shit. You feel me? So I'm just like. I just always had an affinity towards Aisha. So maybe it is a nostalgia thing. I don't know. But I just loved Aisha so much more than Dustin. And like while Dustin, yes, I would arguably say Dustin is the better character. By far, he is probably the better character. But in terms of likability, for me, it's Aisha. Like I just like Aisha so much more. And also, like she gets shit done. Like, homegirl was like, yo, like, Ivan News out here trying to uh, trying to make us fly through space and shit, trying to crush us. Nah, not today. And Kimberly Thompson, what are you doing? I used to just like, mind your business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got this. Shut up. And, like, saved everybody. So I'm just like, it's Aisha for me. Like, so yeah. Sorry I had to go on that long tangent, but I had to. Like, Aisha's my girl. <laughs> so we both, we all agree, seven is Aisha, eight is Dustin. I mean, that's my choice. Well, you two do. Well, unfortunately, oh, we all... We win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so therefore, we all agree. <laughs> right. Sorry, Will. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so right. let's run number, number six. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna run this down real fast. So 22 Titus, 21 Calvin, 20 Emily, 19 Gia, 18 Ronnie, 17 Kelsey, 16 Chip, 15 Maya, 14 Zoe, 13 Lily, 12 Men, 11 Z, 10 Kira, 9 Katie. 10, Dustin, 7, Aisha, number 6, Summer with 21. Oh, mm. okay. So Summer was that number shocked one. Me. Summer was number that one. On the list. What? Um, yeah, I love Summer. Like, I don't know if wow. how much you guys know this, but like, I absolutely adore Summer. Summer is like my ride or die. Like that girl, she's like, she's my icon. She's my queen like she's literally everything like yeah i love rpm 
and I love Summer. She's I I liked I liked everything about her. I love the fact that she was both a tomboy but a girly girl. You know, I love that. Like she, you know what? She was also one of the few girls that actually did get a lot of um, uh, it did work in her favor to be the only girl for a little for a little while at least. You know, yeah, that's true. I don't really count Gemma as a girl girl per se because I felt like when her and Gem came along, they were like a team more so than like her being. Being her own person, like if she was her own mm-hmm. person, yeah, then I would count her separately. But I don't. And Doctor K, well, we all know Doctor K isn't exactly like a normal average gal. So, <laughs> right. so yeah. I mean, Summer was number four for me. Yeah, honestly, like yeah, Summer was always Summer. Whenever I, whenever I made my list, Summer was always high. Like yeah. Summer was always high for me because like I really do love Summer. I love like, that. Summer was that girl that like I always was like, to me, it never felt like Summer was a girl. Exactly. On the team. Like, she just exactly. felt like she pulled her weight just like the guys did. It wasn't a situation where it was ever like, oh, boy, here we go. Even though she did have her moments of fawning over, uh, over Dylan, she never let that act. She was one of the rare instances where she never let that actually stop her from like going forward with the mission. Yes, yeah, she sometimes is like, you know, kind of pining for Dylan and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, she had her moments. I but, mean, who isn't pining for Dylan realistically? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because she the way I be like Dylan, I just want you to go. I just want you to go and like computer kill mode for like 2.5 seconds and just close the door real fast. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> see, see how you act, see how you act under this circumstances. You feel me? But you know, <laughs> see how freaky you going to get real fast. But I'm just saying, like, I do understand where she was coming from in, in terms of that, because like, she always had an affinity toward, towards him at, at the very beginning. But I will say it never was a situation where homegirl was like, oh my goodness, I can't think straight. Oh, oh, we have to save. We have to worry about Dylan first. Oh my goodness. Oh, what about Dylan? It was never that because prime example, the episode where Dylan was fighting that sat bot and he was literally trying to stop them from um, destroying the sat bot because it had his memories. And Mm. even... Even Summer was like, I'm sorry, but fuck your memories. We got to protect the dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even Summer was like, um, I mean, nah. Kimberly, like, Kimberly would have put up a fight with that. Oh, Kimberly definitely would have been like, if that was Tommy, oh, Kimberly definitely would have been, no, no, we can't. What about Tommy? <laughs> we got to protect Tommy's <laughs> memories. No, we all know what Kimberly would have done. But Summer was like, nah, like we gotta protect the dome and we're not about to let Satbot get away just because he has your memories. Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? So I understood it. I got I, I I'm like, yo, Summer a real G. And even that hmm. episode, even the episode where she was about to like where um he had to destroy that base or whatever, she gave him the bomb, the like the detonator, and was like, you do it. I want you to do it. And she empowered him to do it, even though that risked him losing the only, like, the only, I guess, lead he had at, up to that point of finding his sister. 
But she made him, she, she empowered him to do it. So I'm like, to me, I felt like she was more of a ride or die than anybody, to be truthfully honest. Because mm-hmm. she, was, she was realistic, she was focused, and she knew when to support and when to also be like, nah, this ain't the moment. This ain't the time for this. So like, mm-hmm. absolutely, I can completely understand why she's high up on Lena's list, because she was high on mine. <clears throat> okay, so she she, <laughs> she was number thirteen for me. Um, how did I feel about summer? I love RPM. I thought that that was like there's just too many great things to say about that season, um, which we touched on over the years. Um, I think for me with summer. I felt like she was a bit of of a Mary Sue. I can see that. She was good at everything. She had no flaws. She had no struggles. And it's like... Wait, no! I couldn't. Yes, she did! Yeah! You don't remember her past episode? Homegirl was literally in the... Ranger Yellow, right? Yeah, when she, no, wait, was that Ranger Yellow? Yeah, that was Ranger Yellow, yeah. When she was outside the dome and her, and her, um, yeah, her backstory. Yeah, her backstory, that was fun. Yeah, I really, I really liked that episode. That was probably, that was probably the best for me, um, that I saw of her. And, and it was because we got to see how much she had grown, but everything in the present day, she was just on top of everything, good at everything. And it just, it it didn't, it, it hurt. It hurt the connection for me because it, it, you're just good at everything. Like, and it's not like, um, it's not like a, a Jen or a, or a, or a Taylor uh, where they were, they were, they were good at what they did, but there was also like this edge, this hard edge to them that wasn't so great that they had to work on throughout the season. Um, for her, she was just like perfect. And it just like, it just took away the intrigue for me. I want to, um, I have to say though, it's been a long time since I watched RPM in full. So I, I need to do another rewatch of that. But from when, from what I remember, she just was great at everything, and it just didn't. It wasn't really compelling for me, especially in a season where we get somebody like Doctor K, where we get, um, you know, as a female character that was like really layered and had a really in, uh, compelling backstory, and we got to see her grow throughout the season. And then you know that her contemporaries, her other Rangers, like. Um, Shit, I like I like Flynn better than her, and Flynn didn't get anything. <laughs> but I felt like he he had like a presence about him, and for her, it's just like she's the girl on the team. She's good at everything, and she likes Dylan. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's how I felt. I don't know. Like, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm not going to say I don't get it. I do. I don't know. Like, I just always, I, don't know, I just always loved it. Like, from the moment we we found out 
who she was. Hell, her her entrance scene, and then finding out everything that led to her entrance scene was mm-hmm. just like I felt was genius. Like that was genius storytelling because it was like mm-hmm. you find you you get to know her by watching her come in and save Scott, and it's like oh, you just think she's probably just you know like uh she was just probably one of the, like a like a um like one of their army people or whatever going to go save another another uh person who was fighting vengeance or whatever but come to find out it was nothing like that she was some random rich girl who stole the bike and a helmet and was like hey this person need help let me go save them you know what i'm saying despite her parents being like yo we just got you back like Fuck them other poor people and the other people out there. You're a Lansdowne. Like, child cheese, you don't help people. Like, that is the <laughs> wildest thing to say, by the way. That is wild. <laughs> that is unhinged. But, like, she was on some, like, you're a Lansdowne. Fuck them poor people out there. Like, fuck them. Like, listen, you don't help nobody. And she's like, I do now. I help people. And, like, that was so cool to actually see her turn around because the girl we knew before that, she had to literally watch every, like she watched the whole world end and she watched the one person that cared about her the most die right in front of her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that to me and then watching her turn around and become the badass that she became, it was like, yeah, like honestly, I don't need any more. I don't, me personally, I don't need anything else. Like sometimes, yeah, it was she was a Mary Sue, but I feel like in this case it worked because it's like, you know, she she didn't need anything else. And also she ended up winning in the end because she ended up getting the guy. So, you know, I was just like, I, I liked her trajectory, to be honest. Like, I was like, that was the one instance where I was like, being a Mary Sue actually worked in her character. So I was cool. I was like, yeah, bet. I liked her. She wasn't number, she wasn't number one material, but <laughs> she was definitely mm-hmm. top five. Like, she was definitely always going to be in my top five, no matter what. Summer was always going to be top five. Summer is at number six. Now we are entering okay. the top five category. Here is the moment where I got so upset and I wanted to strangle the neck of somebody here. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Tanya with 19. I wanted to strangle Nina. Oh! <laughs> I wanted to strangle Nina. I knew. At least I, knew. In the top I knew. I knew it was me because I put her at 17. Holy 17. shit. I was, look, I was looking at that list like, I know you lying. I know you lying, <laughs> Lena. I know you lying. This is so disrespectful. I was like, oh, she did this out of spite. She did this to spite us because she knew we were going to put her number one. She knew that. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lena did this out of spite to be petty. <laughs> so you go first, Lena. Why the hell did you put her that low? Oh, my God. Okay. In all fairness and all honestly, and like, and this is based totally on my, um, on my um, Power Ranger experience. Tanya never stood up for me. I only mm-hmm. knew more about Tanya as the year with you guys through the years, and I learned more mm-hmm. about her and I learned to really like her character, right? But, but mm-hmm. for me, as I was growing up, 
she never stood out for me. She always was like, it felt like she was always overshadowed by somebody else. And, and, you know, like, yeah, I just, she never stood out for me. So like when I was looking at the list, I solely, solely, actually, this really was not trying to spite you guys. I based it solely on as a child, who I gravitate to the most as I was growing mm-hmm. up watching these series. And um, Tanya never, I never really gravitate to her. So for me, mm-hmm. it was like my top three was like literally Summer. I really like Trini from 2017 and I got Kira and then Trini number four from Mighty Morphin, right? Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so that's solely my my opinion of it. It's like, it's, I, I never gravitate towards her. But now as an adult, like hearing you guys talk about her, I can see, um, you know, I can see the, the ranger that she is, the person that she is. And of course, meeting uh, Nakia, like, She's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, as a character, she I didn't really gravitate towards her personally myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so you're me, talking to two Tanya stands. So yeah. <laughs> let her rip, Will. Let her rip. <laughs> uh, for me, um I feel about her. Like, I know, and this is unfortunate. Sometimes she gets um her character gets she's like interchangeable with uh Aisha um and I hate that because they are so different um for me when I was a kid I definitely knew the difference between the two because I remember seeing the introduction I remember seeing Tanya turned into a teenager after being introduced to her as a kid and then I will say I what I really remembered was um, the uh, the cool moment on the Ghost Galleon in uh, the Turbo movie where she did that wind-up kick and she made that love boat joke. And that was one of the things that I really remembered from her character. And I remembered the, um, the departure. When I went back to watch Power Rangers as an adult, I was just like really shocked at how even though she didn't get a ton of focus the focus episodes that she got established her character so well because Nakia is a really good actor and she really she really made you believe that she was Tanya and she really made you believe what Tanya was going through obviously we always talk about this um, the two episodes she had with her boyfriend Sean and how he was just dogging her and just not being good to her. And she stood up for herself and she dumped him. And that was just, that was so cool to see a Power Ranger on this. You know, Power Rangers was like, um, kind of like a superhero knockoff of Saved by the Bell. You actually got to see stuff like that on Saved by the Bell. But with Power Rangers, they were such goody two-shoes and the episodes, um, a lot of the time, most of the time, had mutually, mutually the the people at odds would, the humans at odds would, you know, come to some sort of agreement. But in that situation, she dumped his ass, and then that was it. She felt bad about it, but her friends cheer her up. I thought that was so cool, and that was something that really made me just respect that character. And then I felt like in Turbo, 
she really felt like she was a veteran ranger. She felt like she was, it felt like the team wasn't, everybody was like on a, a level playing field and then Justin was the junior ranger. So like she got to do the morph call. She got to do the back to action call. Her unmorph fight, she was kicking ass. So cool. I wish we could have seen more. I wish somehow those um, cut fight scenes would just surface somewhere. But she was just a really fun character. She um, had self-respect. She was a cool chick. Um, her relationship and bond with Adam was something that was beautiful. Her, her uh, relationship and bond with Cat um, was something beautiful. And that was something that turned into a real life, almost 30 year friendship. Um, that chemistry with them, you could, you saw it on the screen and it, you know, went into their real life. She was such a good actor. She had great chemistry with everybody. Um, you could pair her off with everybody and it would be something fun. So I, I just, I, I love that character. She's, she's my favorite. You hit all, every point. High five, virtual high five. Yes, high five. <laughs> like when I tell you, like you nailed it. Like Tanya. First of all, I tell y'all all the time. Like Tanya is like my number one, hands down. Always going to be. She is always going to be number one for me. Top tier. She is what Yellow Rangers are all about. Like <laughs> she, like she was just always that. Person, even from her entrance episode, which I tell y'all I quote all the time because I know exactly what she said. <laughs> like, listen, because like I, every anytime I think about the episode, I always think about how bad they had her makeup and then they had her looking like Michael Jackson. That's not the point. <laughs> the point. <laughs> the point is like they had like from the time that she got there, Nakia made Tanya a thing to me. Like, from the moment she got there. Um, like, even when she wasn't on camera, like, when the camera wasn't focused on her, she was doing something. Like, Nakia is, was just that kind of actress where it was just, like, she made her character known and she had such an energy in the scenes where it was, like, it could be somebody else's scene and they're doing a whole monologue at trying to act their best and Nakia just in the background, like, just giving it and she's still in the show. So I can kind of see why they probably were like, yeah, we might need to uh, not make her so relevant because she might end up being better than some of the people that we already got here. Uh, which, mm -hmm. I mean, she was. So, you know, it was just mm -hmm. like, I just absolutely loved her just as a character. Just from, like, just from day one, I always was fascinated with her. Um, and I mean, I told you before, like, she inspired me to act, you know, just mm -hmm. in general. Um, and just like from the moment, like from Zio and her being a singer and like they were trying to give her little things. And I still say as much as they tried to give her things and try to make her do things, I still say it's criminal that she did not have a solo fight. She should have had one. Mm -hmm. There were, yeah. There was footage for her to do it. There was definitely footage for her, for her to have a solo fight. They still didn't give it to her. I'm like, y'all suck for that. She should have had it. But even though on both seasons, Turbo and 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 um, Zio, there was there was footage. She definitely had a solo fight. But 
they opted to give all of her stuff to Tommy for whatever reason. Um, you know, it was just always like Tanya still stood out no matter how much they tried to like, no matter how much they tried to shield her, no matter how much they tried to like give her stuff to other people, she always stood out. Um, and just another thing with Tanya too, Turbo was still good to Tanya, no matter what. Like, even though she didn't get that many fights, she even had mm -hmm. fights where literally it was like, you know, she had apparently she had she had more fight scenes in in the movie that was cut, um, you know, because apparently there was whole, like this whole like thing where she had like she had a whole bunch of cool fight scenes with her and Johnny before mm -hmm. they before they lost their powers. Then they she had something else that they did. Like she had stuff. And then, of course, they had like the um when you watch the the bloopers at the end on one of the episodes, like she she had a fight scene there that we don't that we don't see. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so black, uh, black one piece workout gear. Right, exactly. I was so mad when I saw that. Oh. I'm like, damn, I need somebody to pull that footage. Like, can somebody find this? I know it does not exist. But I just want somebody to find it. Can somebody find it? Because, ah, I just know that fight scene was good. I just know it was good. Because the way she did it, I was like, oh, she was probably kicking ass. Ah. But, you know, I just know that Nakia is, like, Nakia made Tanya such a good character. And I just, ah, uh, I think it's just so criminal that she did not get the, that she did not get more than what she got. Um, so yeah, I will always stand on that to the end of time. And, you know, for me, Tanya deserves to be number one. She's number five. Um, I have to, I have to live with that. That's okay. But I still think as we go up this ladder, the person who is a, one of the people who are above her actually pisses me off. We're going to keep going. <laughs> number four is going to be... Taylor was 18. Now I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at Taylor being number eight, number um, number four. I'm actually not mad at that. Because Taylor was a good, she was the only good character in Wild Force. Yeah, of course, yeah. She was the only one. So I'm actually okay with Taylor being number four. How about y'all? Hey, yeah, am... She was uh, number seven for me, but I'm okay with her being number four. I actually wasn't expecting her to be that high up on the uh, on the list, if I'm being honest. But, um, but yeah, yeah, she was number seven for me. I don't dislike her. Again, she she was one of those characters that stood out for me, and I was a Taylor stan. I really liked her. I liked. I wish they'd offer her more, but they didn't because the moment Cole yeah. came in. Like she lost her, she lost her spotlight. She lost her leadership. She lost everything. And I'm just yeah. here being like, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me right now, you know? Um, All right. Yeah. So she deserves so much more, and she was definitely one of my top tens for sure. For sure, mm -hmm. she had so much to offer, so much. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. She was actually number three for me, and. Um, for as far as the Rangers that season, definitely, like Brandon said, she was the only good character. She was the best actor. 
Um, I love, I love that she started off as the leader of the team. I love just the assertiveness, the hard assness. Um, one of the coolest uh, things was when she, uh, and not that I condone this, but she did what she needed to do at the time when she punched Cole in the stomach and and kidnapped him. <laughs> That was that was uh, so funny to me. Um, I loved the um, in the oh my goodness the team up with uh, Time Force the the sexual tension with her. Oh yeah, and oh. Eric, you can cut that with a knife. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, she Absolutely. wanted to jump Eric's bones, and I don't blame her. I was just about to say, I do not blame her either. I don't blame her because I'm gonna tell you right now, the way he was staring her down when they were to, when they were um beefing with each other. Oh, after they had demorphed and everything, and she was like, "The least you can say is say thanks," and he was staring at her. I was like, "Ooh, he wanted to jump her bones right then and there." And I felt it. I was like, "Yes." He, yes, he you better like, stare her down. He was like, I finally met my match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's and like, I'm baby. not going to lie. He's like, it's hot. It's hot okay. in <laughs> I have never got so turned on by two, by two straight people. I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good TV, baby. I love it. I love it because I just knew they had nasty relations. You know what I really like? <laughs> Too. I really like they were giving like I call it the whole uh, Hollywood vibes you know like in Hollywood you never used to know what was going on like the celebrities were just celebrities and they were always on a pedestal and you never knew the ins and outs of their lives you know like they were top secret and that's what they were giving they were giving like all celebrity vibes like you like if you didn't know you wouldn't know right but if you knew you knew, and so much was said, but yet so little was was done, and that's yeah. what I about it. Oh, yeah, like I mean, that's that's the best way to describe those two because, like, literally, they were just on some like constantly just staring each other down and breathing down e- each other's throats, but also at the same time, it was like they had that sexual tension going on too because that's what I love the most. It wasn't just that flirty tension, like that the like childlike. Oh, I think you're cute. I think you're cute too. It wasn't that. It was real, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna snatch you up and pull you in this corner. Like I mean, it was that kind of stuff. Like yes, that is what we want to see. Give me that, because that's more interesting than oh, I think you're cute. I think you're cute too. Like that's more, that's more interesting than that. You know, it was, more, yeah, it was more adult because they were adults. Which was exactly. And it was giving Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Before Fifty Shades of Grey was a thing. Okay, uh, because the way Eric was staring at her and the way she was staring at him, I just know it was sweaty and nasty. I just know. I just know. Ciao. Mm-mm, and I um I forgot it. to men- I forgot to mention she was um she was a part of the Air Force which was cool and they they did at least give us I think we saw that like three times I think she had an episode where she went back to the Air Base at one mm-hmm. point um which and they almost kind of figured out that it was her and then she lied talking about yes that's not her it's like girl they know you 
Like, <laughs> come on, that's not me. You have the wrong person. Girl, <laughs> they know exactly who you are. Cut it out. But we yeah. always, we always, one more thing. We always mention the fact that um, Allison, she actually fought to be able to actually act. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, because she did. They, she was in, everyone was instructed to dumb down their acting skills. And she's like, I'm an actor. I'm not doing that. And she, she acted and we, we got to see it. So that, I right. enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was one thing about Allison to me that really was like on point because Alice, like you said, Allison was like, no, no, no. Like, I came here to act. Like, I know y'all trying to get me to be all, like, silly acting and stuff like that. I'll do it when the time comes, but I'm not going to just be silly the entire time. Like, this is my character. This is who she's going to be. And she fought for that. And I respect that 100% because everybody else folded. And you see how they was up there acting. Talking up in their higher (laughs) octaves, acting stupid. Cause I, I'm sorry, I still can't forgive. I, I, I can't forgive how those other ones was acting. Like I, I just can't. Like, why were they acting like that? Like Taylor was literally acting like she was in her 30s, and everybody else mm-hmm. was acting like they were like 14, 15 years old. Like that mm-hmm. is wild to me. Like, and it's so crazy because like literally what they were doing is what we got um, over a decade later, or like 15 years later with the the Neo Saban era. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. Like (sighs) they, it was almost kind of like it was the precursor of it. It was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. this is what years later the Neo Saban era is going to be. It's just going to be a bunch of adults acting like children. And it's like, this is wild. Like, how did we go from Time Force where everybody was literally acting their asses (laughs) off to now we getting this? Like, who made that decision? Like, that is wild. Granted, the action actually was really good in Wild Force because I went back and, and watched yeah. it. And they had some killer fight scenes. Like, some of those wire movements, oh my God. Some of those wire scenes were phenomenal in Wild Force. I probably would say one of my favorite fights out of Wild Force and just in general was the fight between Cole and Master Org. That is top tier. Mm-hmm. Top tier. Like, I would put money on that. Like, I would want to watch something like that any day versus mm-hmm. what we got later on. Mm-hmm. Like, that fight, when Cole fought, fought Master Org, that was like, oh my goodness. That was such a good fight. Like, and, I mean, it then- was the perfect usage of wire. It, oh. Yeah, and 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 also the fact that there were like stakes in the season, and death, and the big bad just not being redeemed, being just a a horrible. Wow, well, he was he wasn't completely human, but um, just a, a, a well at one point movie. he was yeah, and he still was a bad person. Yeah, so like I I I love that he he killed. Cole's parents and had no regrets about it. You and then, like, like he killing people out here? That was <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that he killed those parents. Fuck them parents. 
<laughs> that's so weird. That's so strange that they had the actors hold. They wanted the actors to hold back, but then you have some a season with such dark themes. Yeah, but then in the Neo Sabine era, you had to hold back, and the whole season was there was no stakes there was no darkness there was nothing like this it's just interesting how that all went one thing about wild force that i really enjoyed is that despite them trying to hold back they were trying to tell a story of the human experience Mm -hmm. and they i felt like they were trying to tell it but they were also trying to tell it in the most kid-friendly way as possible and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's probably one of the reasons why they dumbed down the actors Mm-hmm. was because they were trying to tell this really adult story without making it feel like, oh, this isn't for kids anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, honestly, I felt like they could have lightened them up a little bit. Like, they could have made them a little more darker because, I'm sorry, like, it, 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 just watching them fumble around like like nine-year-olds was fucking weird. I'm sorry. Like, I, I just couldn't get with that. But on the same token... I kind of understand why they did it. Because like you said, the story itself was dark. Like, it was quite adult. Because you got Master Org, well, um, I can't remember his real name, but Master Org was out here like, Adler. he's sitting, Dr. Adler. Dr. Adler, there we go. Dr. Adler was like, yo, you know I love this woman over here. And he's just literally filling up with jealousy. And it was all in his head. All of it was in his head. He didn't make the move. He didn't make the move. He was working with this woman the whole time. And he was so shy and so caught up in his own emotions that when he finally decided to make the move, it was too late. His partner then already did it. And then he blamed his partner for everything being like, well, she's, he stole this from me. He stole that. He stole this. He stole that. When in actuality, he didn't. Actually, in actuality, the partner was literally trying to give him credit for his work, but he was so filled with hatred and envy that he let it get the best of him and he ended up killing Cole's parents. That is such a compelling story. That is a fantastic story. And it was done very well. That backstory was at like the way they filmed it and the way they done it, the way they did it was so good. But when you actually get back to the show and you see the other actors and they're jumping around like 10-year-olds, that's when it starts feeling like, what the fuck am I watching? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I will have to honestly say, like, there's some some parts about Wild Force that I actually thoroughly enjoyed. But then, after going back and watching it, because I did not watch it when it came out, but... I can, but still, I still have to put it in a low tier because, sorry, like, it just wasn't that show. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But Taylor definitely was the best part of the show, for sure. Like, she was definitely up there. Um. So, yeah, Taylor is number four. Number three, Trini, 2017. With 17. Seventeen, seventeen. She was number two she, for me, so I will take it. Wow, she was number nine for me. She was number six for me. 
Okay, okay. She was um she was interesting. She was um unfortunately, once again, disrespect to Yellow Rangers, the the probably the least developed. Well no, no, no. Zach would have been the least developed. Um she had a little bit more than him. Um I like that we got her family story. I like that we got the backstory. Um in the campfire scene when she talked about um, just constantly moving um, never really having a place to call home so she's never really she doesn't really have friends um, and she's going through so many changes she's discovering things about herself about her sexuality and her parents are hard on her she's a big sister she's the oldest of three she has a lot of pressure. Her parents want her to be normal, but she's depressed. She's learning things about herself. She is she is going through it like so many of us teenagers can say that we, we, we experienced when we were teenagers. And um, I thought that that was compelling and I, I, I wish that there was more build for her, but it was just, for that angsty teen vibe that they were trying to do for that film, you definitely felt it with her. And I think um, another thing that I always will say this, in the deleted scenes, there's a scene where, um, well, it was in the movie, but um, the scene where Rita attacked her in her bedroom, it was supposed to be longer than that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, she planted seeds in Trini's head of the, of doubting herself and where she belonged on uh, words, words are escaping me. Um, like your friends, they don't care about you or excuse me, your teammates, they don't care about you. You're not really their friend. They don't know you. You should join me. And um, I love that. I love that. I thought that that was so interesting. And I I would have liked if they would have played more into that and maybe given us like a, a fake out where maybe we thought that she went along with Rita and but then no, no, I'm still with the team. But um, I thought she was a cool character and it was my first time um, because of my age, I didn't know of Becky G's singing career at the time. Um, I didn't know that she was an artist. So when I saw her and Googled her, I was like, oh, she makes music. That This was like my first introduction to her. And um, I, I liked her a lot. <laughs> I'm glad. Like for me, I I actually knew her way before she became a Power Ranger. And I knew about her music. I've been following her career for like literally since the beginning of time since the day mm -hmm. like i discovered between her songs uh shower and uh becky from the block and mm -hmm. so i've always loved it and when she became the yellow ranger i was like what are you <laughs> freaking kidding me yes absolutely yes so this one i will admit it was a combination of the actor actress and the character for me so I'm glad she's up there mm -hmm. on the top three. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, this is obviously that's going to play at some point. Like, so I don't fault you for for that. Like, because I mean, honestly, that kind of was 
the thing for me too, in a way. Not so much, but it kind of was that for me too. But one of the things that made me really fall in love with Trini 2017, and honestly, I had her actually hired in, in actual Trini from the series, mm-hmm. me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I always, I love 2017 Trini because of how relatable she was. Like, mm-hmm. like Will, you literally articulated it so eloquently by saying exactly what she was giving. Because to me, 2017 Trini literally gave you teenager of today and what teenagers of today go through, especially queer teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, they nailed that down. Like, I mean, that monologue that she had, you just knew she was queer. You didn't know what specifically she was. I remember when the movie was out, so many people wanted was like, well, what is she? Just say what she is. Is she a lesbian? Is she bisexual? What is doesn't she? doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because we knew she was queer, but she didn't know what she was. She's still trying to figure it out. And mm-hmm. obviously, and, and no shade, some of us, we think we know, and then we go through life and we're like, but are we? I mean, mm-hmm. case in point, I always knew I like dudes. Always knew it, you know? And literally, I ended up like, I was dating dudes all throughout high school. You know, I just always knew. I never thought for a moment I would like a girl. Never. Met my college, quote unquote, sweetheart, a whole girl. And dated her for, mm. for pretty much four years. Mm. And I would th- I thought we were going to get married even. Like, literally, like, I was so much in love with this girl. And then, like, she ended up breaking up with me or whatever. But, like, once we graduated. But even then, like, I would have never thought that I would even date a girl. And I don't consider myself bisexual at all. I don't consider myself bisexual. But that just goes back to what I'm saying with we don't, like, not all of us just automatically know exactly what we are, especially that early on. Not all of us know. Some people, we do know. Where it's like right out the gate, we know what we like. Boom, boom, boom. But for some people, it's very confusing. And I love the fact that they played with that and they didn't exactly say exactly what she was. I felt like that was the most one of the most realest moments of the entire movie. That was one of the most realest moments to me. Um, and I think that Becky G, especially being a brand new actress, I felt like she handled it with so much care. Her performance was masterful. And I just knew, I was like, I could see this girl. I know this girl. Like she was giving that teenage girl that everybody knows at some point. Like everybody knew her. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I just always felt like that Trini was so much more compelling. Like like I said, it's no shade, no shade to, to, to to the Trini and Mighty Morphin. No shade to her because Twee did an amazing job. But I just, honestly, I just, me and Becky G, we here. You know, I just always, (laughs) like, I always felt her treating. Like, I was just like, ah, I love her. So, yeah, like, it would always be 
Trini for me, 2017. Like I forgot about that. She was in she was number nine for me, so she's in the top ten. But uh yeah. okay. See, it's so interesting because I I just automatically assumed um at the time that she was saying that she was a lesbian. And it wasn't really until um a few years later of like kind of dissecting it more. That she didn't say exactly what she was, and you At actually all. you did a great job of um, opening my eyes up to them. Uh, I guess potentially writing it this way of them, of them purposefully not saying that because of you know just because people don't always know. Um, don't always know. So that, yeah, so that was yeah that was she probably was like the realest character. Yes, but in that movie, absolutely. And I mean, like to me, the the most standout performances of that entire movie for me, honestly, was Becky G and RJ. Those two <laughs> for me were the most standouts <laughs> because I mean, RJ just I mean, oh goodness, he the way that. he <laughs> he did that, like. Normally, I'm always fearful when people portray people with any type of disability. I'm always very fearful. But he did his research. He didn't make it a caricature character. Like, Mm -hmm. he made his Billy with autism, like, literally, like, a kid you would know. Like, he played it so honestly and so earnestly to the point where it was like, oh, you know that kid. Like, it just always felt like between Trini and Billy, it just felt like you knew those kids growing mm-hmm. up. Like, you know, they weren't characters that were like, oh, they're just archetypes. No, like, you knew those kids. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. I know exactly who that kid was. Like, they were in my 10th grade class. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were so specific in how they were mm-hmm. portrayed. And I that's why I'm like, I had to put Trini up there. Like, I had to put Trini above the um 1993 Trini like I had to because like I just knew her like that girl mm-hmm. I can tell you right now I know that girl I went to school with her honestly like I really did go to school with her and come to find out she really was a lesbian for real for real so like <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like I I knew her and like immediately I fell in love with Trini so mm-hmm. yeah Trini was always gonna be high on my list no matter what I I agree we we hit all the right points and like and you know I can go on for days about Becky, like, and I love Trini. So I and I'm with you there. She was actually higher than the twenty than the Money Morphin Trini. Um, funny enough, Money Morphin Trini didn't really stood up for me that much because again she was overshadowed by Kimberly, but I loved her because she was the first Asian I saw right on TV. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and of course, like, and again, this is where real life um intertwines. Um, I think she'll always be like in our top five because the fact that she's no longer here with us either, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, no matter what, she'll always be with us. But 2017 Trini, she was exactly everything you said, relatable, um, lovable, like everything a teenager is going through, she's going through it, just real life shit, you know, and and RJ love RJ's character too. Like, I think 2017 movie was amazing if only we were able to get part two that would have been better but 
unfortunately we did not and it's you know we will never know what will, what would have became of those characters with those actors i'm not talking about a reboot with a whole new team you know like <sighs> like i don't want that i don't care for that you know if you're a whole new team you know what you're a whole new team <laughs> you ain't you ain't the same mighty morphin okay so right i agree you know like you're a different treaty you're like kind of like how we all agree that 2017 cast is a different cast. I mean, it's a different character altogether from, from Mighty Morphin. Even though they have the same names, but they were not the same characters. They yeah. were not the same by any means, you know? Like, Kimberly was definitely not Kimberly, right? So... Oh, no, um, not by far. Yeah, so either is, was Zach, right? So, like, if they recast, as is a whole new team. It's not them anymore. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if they're using Mighty Morphin. I don't care if they're using the same... The same character names is not the same, you know. Um, yeah. So I absolutely agree with it. Like, like Becky Chef's Kiss, Trini twenty seventeen Chef's Kiss. So I'm excited to see who our top our top two is. All right, y'all. Let's go down this list one more time because baby number two, who child. So Titus twenty two, Calvin twenty one, Emily twenty. Gia, 19, Ronnie, 18, Kelsey, 17, Chip, 16, Maya, 15, Zoe, 14, Lily, 13, Min, 12, Z, 11, Kira, 10, Katie, 9, Dustin, 8, Aisha, 7, Summer, 6, Tanya, unfortunately, 5, Taylor, 4, Trini, 2017, 3, number 2, unfortunately, Ashley with 14. What the hell? Okay, um, I'm actually kind of shocked. Don't get me wrong. I love me and Ashley, but real number two. What number I, two? I had it was number five, but again, this goes back to the fact that like nostalgia purposes, and she has been around mm -hmm. much much longer than most of these gals have, right? Um, mm -hmm. but number two, okay. Uh, number yeah, two. she was um, Ashley was six for me. Ashley was three for me. She was really? three. Yes. And the reason why, because remember, I changed it because of Kira. Because technically, <laughs> she was originally number four. So you replace, you replace a uh, lower ranking ranger. <laughs> I know, right? I know. And I'm like, when I did the math, I was like, something's wrong. No, 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 no. And I'm literally screaming because I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Ashley is number two. Like that blew my mind. And this is no shade to Ashley because she wasn't bad. Here's the thing for me, right? Ashley was fantastic in Turbo. Loved her. Loved her character. I loved her down. I thought her as a, her intro character, we find out she was an ex cheerleader. Um, well, not even actually, you saw her cheer, but of course, being a ranger, she gave it up. Like, she was a fashionista. I loved her outfits, like beautiful gowns, honey. Like, her outfits mm -hmm. were always on point. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I love how they always matched the brown and yellow together with her. Like, they would match mm -hmm. other colors with her yellow. So, they would do like mm -hmm. orange and yellow, brown and yellow. Like, they just, they went, they were in their bag with Ashley's outfits. Like, they mm -hmm. were in her, they were in their bag. I mean, Ashley was always on point. She was wearing heels. Like, Ashley was the it girl. So don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. Loved her in Turbo. And plus, don't get... 
first of all, Tracy was out here kicking ass. People don't really want to give Tracy her flowers. Because no no shade, people love themselves from Cassie, and rightfully so. Cassie Mm -hmm. was dope as Mm -hmm. fuck. Mm -hmm. Cassie was dope. But Tracy, they don't want to give Tracy her flowers. When in actuality, Tracy was out here giving you, like, she was fighting, fighting. You feel me? Like, because I'll never forget. When Tracy did that um that kick, I, I don't think it was her, but it, it's that fight scene where she was fighting the Piranatrons and she literally jumps up and she drop kicks them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was Tracy or not, but I still say that shit was fire. Because I was wondering that too. I always wondered that too. I, I always wondered, I'm like, use, was that her? They didn't use stunts for stunt people for that cast, but I do remember hearing that somebody hurt their leg real bad that season so maybe it wasn't I don't know maybe it was her I don't know but I mean I'm like regardless that fight that fight scene was actually one of my favorites from her and then also when Mm -hmm. she morphed homegirl was wrestling yes 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 that was so cool she was wrestling I will never forget she literally picked up the piranatron and body slammed that hoe like I'm like what yo a yellow ranger a female ranger literally arm barred body slammed a whole piranatron that is wild to me wild they were just having fun uh choreographed in that stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, Turbo Ashley was lit as fuck. I love Turbo Ashley. Mm-hmm. In Space Ashley, yawn. Yawn. I'm like... It was, yeah, it was one of the situations we were talking about when um, a female character, they get a male interest and then, you know, they, they laugh at them the and they get together. And she's done. Yeah, unfortunately, I um, actually, I, I mean, you you summed it up. You summed it up really well. Um, a really cool introduction, and then you know later on, we got to see you know who Ashley was, um, like as the person. Uh, I always remembered the first time, um, her first episode. She was the first one to get a focus episode of the mm-hmm. new Turbo Rangers. And I remember that episode where um, the, the other Rangers had the spell put on them. They hurt her feelings. She was all by herself. And then um, she was crying. And then she got the uh, the call to go into action. She's like, by myself? And then she she had to do do it on her own. And like we watched her. Um, and she struggled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She and struggled. Watched- like she actually almost got her ass kicked. Like. Yeah, yeah, and we and had, had to, to figure uh, it out. Yeah, when we watched her, um, just cool things with her character. You know, the whole thing with taking the auto shop class because her dad thought that girl shouldn't um, deal with cars. Um, the the episodes that she had with um, with Cassie, where they they had two episodes where they were like rivals, but you know, their their friendship meant the most to them. So. Um, she her character was always hungry. I remember that, and always had her nails done. Don't forget the uh, acrylic, the acrylic nails. That oh man, and Tracy is just just I I still think one of the baddest, most beautiful Rangers we've ever had. Absolutely, like, hands down. Like still holds 
still holds up like looking back over 20 years ago it's like wow she's gorgeous and of course still gorgeous tracy is gorgeous today yes um and then um i loved watching her fight uh her uh, more fights were so good her dance background another person with a dance background it really helped and um i really um i i feel like when i met Tracy, it was a mixture of I had just watched Turbo again and then I met her and it's just like Ashley kind of just <laughs> went up quite a few pegs for me um, after meeting her. Um, I, I, I really did enjoy her and um, oh my god, another really cool scene um, that she had who was in space, it was uh, the Tankenstein episode where uh, her and Andros are on a date at night, and then they almost get killed by a giant tank, uh, a freaking Hummer. Almost ran their asses over. That was such a cool scene. Like, and I, I don't think I remembered that. I remember when the episode came on. It's nighttime. They're going down the alleyway to take a shortcut, and then this car. Well, see, once again, this this tank, this Hummer, almost drove. Killed them. <laughs> that Almost like, ran their asses over. And that part yeah. actually gets me because I'm like, homegirl did that shit in heels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She performed that whole stunt in heels. I'm like, mm -hmm. you can like I have like I will say, as much as I hate the fact that she is number two, Tracy Lynn Cruz did her thing. Like, I will yeah. give flowers where flowers are due. And that's why I hate that a lot of times, and like I said. I love Cassie. I love Patricia. And she should get all the, she should get her flowers. But I just hate that so many people love to, like, it's always that whole thing of, we can't just like both of them. We have to pick one over the other. Mm -hmm. and, and that was yeah. specifically the situation with Cat with Cassie and Ashley. Yeah. And interestingly enough, with um, the two seasons that they were together, that was a great time for female rangers where it felt like they both were on a level playing field because they both were pretty well developed. Maybe not as much um, in in space for for Ashley, but um, we knew who these two women were. They both brought something to the team and to the show, and I felt like it was more equal than we had had up until that Absolutely. point later on. Absolutely. I mean, uh, did, honestly, the Turbo in Space duo, like Ashley and Cassie, they were, like you said, like that was the perfect example of actually giving both women equal opportunity. Because all this time leading up to it, you always had the pink being more favored than yellow. And especially with the transitions of, you know, them needing a love interest for Tommy because that's really what it was. They needed mm -hmm. a love interest for Tommy and it was always pink. So obviously because that's Tommy's woman, you know, she's going to get more to do no matter what. And not saying that Cat wasn't good. Cat was amazing mm -hmm. because let's, let me tell you, like them legs, baby? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And like, you know, Kat was out here dancing on these hoes. So like, you know, I'm always going to stand for Kat. But, you know, Nakia is also out here like, hello, like, hello, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, it was definitely one-sided. 
But when they got rid of them, you can tell that there was a, there was definitely a, a focus on trying to make sure that everybody got something to do. Everybody mm-hmm. had a chance to shine at some point. Even sucky ass Carlos, even he mm-hmm. had a chance. Granted, it, he didn't shine much because uh, he just wasn't that great of a character. Well, but, he kept giving up. That's why. Right. Like, yeah. all of his moments to shine was him giving up. So it was just like, well, shit, do you want to be here or not? But, but like, everybody else, it was just kind of like, okay. Like, they all had moments to really showcase who they are and how great they are. And like Ashley just knocked it out of the park every time. And I was like, yo, like Turbo Ashley is lit. But Space Ashley, uh, I feel like the only good episode with her, honestly, was her and her grandma. Oh, right. <laughs> like that to me was her best episode in In Space because like, what else did she have other than her being like, oh, Andros? what else did she have I mean she did cool things I mean one of my favorite moments definitely is her putting on her helmet before they fought the um the craterites in the simulation because we never ever actually seen them put on their helmets like that before mm-hmm. like sis literally put on her helmet and she's like bawling her hair up mm-hmm. I was like oh snap like she's actually putting on her helmet for real so I uh, always thought that was cool I liked, um, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It was just in my head, oh my God. Um, damn, how did I forget that fast? Shit, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, nah, like, I, that was all I was going to say. I mean, I mean, like I said, just in space, Ashley just wasn't, she wasn't the good. Brazilian, the Brazilian bug one. They had, like, a horror movie vibe where she, um, Cassie and Ashley had uh, been affected by the Brazilian bugs and they turned into the monsters and she had to walk around the mega ship by herself who was just her and Alpha and she had the the big astromorpha prop and she uh, had to use that to protect herself and then they almost got her too I like that <laughs> now here's the thing on that episode I'm not gonna hold you that really pissed me off that scene made me so mad I'm not even gonna hold you because I'm like Ashley, if you don't shoot them and stop playing, like <laughs> they about to bite you and turn you into a beryllium bug. I'm sorry. No shade. Like, Ashley would not survive the zombie apocalypse. She wouldn't. Like, she wouldn't survive. <laughs> like, she would be turned into a zombie immediately because it's like, she, she, too, she too scary. It's like, first of all, these things are coming after you and you sitting here talking about, no, stop! <laughs> <laughs> And it's like they are whole bugs right now, girl. If you don't shoot them, and then TJ had to come in and save the day, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is this could have been your moment, girl. You could have at least like gave them warning shots or something. Like I'll shoot you. You better back up and like shot the ground or something. You know something. Mm-hmm. But homegirl was just like, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Like, girl, cut it out. So, yes, I was not really a fan of Space Ashley, but, you know, Ashley was still cool, I guess. So, we approach number one. I'm pretty sure we all know who number one is, but 
Um, we're gonna go through the list one more time. Titus 22, Calvin 21, Emily 20, Gia 19, Ronnie 18, Kelsey 17, Chip 16, Maya 15, Zoe 14, Lily 13, Min 12, Z 11, Kira 10, Katie 9, Dustin 8, 7, Aisha, Summer 6, Tanya 5, Taylor 4, Trini 2017 3, Ashley 2, lastly, the number one spot. Okay. The number one spot, Miss Alicia. I'm just joking. No, it's not. The number one spot. <laughs> I was like, it's not because we already we already uh, talked about her. <laughs> no, Miss Alicia, um, the the Aisha's ancestor. That's her ancestor. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. No, number one. That fell flat. Trini. <laughs> you did. Trini, Trini with 13. She was number two for me. She was number... Let me see. I lost my notes now. She was number four for me. She was number seven for me. Y'all know I y'all know I I was not a Trini fan. Like, I, I, I mean... Well, same. Well, I, not, just, not I just wasn't. A Trini fan. I, I wasn't. I was genuinely, I wasn't a Trini fan. Like, me I mean, I liked her. I thought she was cool. Me but too. I was I, never Trini I fan either. Fan. I was well, a Trini gal. I will say, Trini did do some cool shit. Don't get me she wrong. did, yeah. Like, but when I think of the Mighty Morphin cast, she's not my go-to. Like, she's not. She's not. She's not. Like, I'm always, when I'm thinking of Mighty Morphin, I, like I said before I mean, earlier. Kimberly for me. <laughs> it was Kimberly. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It was Kimberly, Kimberly. and Tommy. <laughs> I literally started doing gymnastics because of the Kimberly. Me so, too. Like, <laughs> I did I'm a lot of things because of Kimberly. Honestly, so, like, it was just a, like she was great, but she was mostly in the background. She was mostly in the background. Exactly. She was in the background. And that was what was one of the things. Exactly. She was a yellow ranger. She was just always in the background and she rarely ever got things to do. But when she got them, it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But Ooh. still, even then, it was like, uh, but they weren't like cool, a, but yeah, there wasn't enough for our little brain to remember. Right. Like it was one of those things. Well, I know for me, it was one of those things for me with Trini. I was like, I liked her. She was cool, but like also. I got Kimberly over here being really cool. And I right. got Zach over here because he could dance and he black. Right. And then I got Billy over here because he's smart. Right. And he ended up learning how to fight and could defend himself. And I got Jason over here because he's hot with the right. shirt on. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, right. everybody had a one-up on Trini in some way for me. Everybody right. had a one-up. And, and literally Trini was like, they try to make Trini to be like everybody at the same time. She was smart. Right. She was like, she was like, like you know, macho. Like she was like, she was literally everything but herself. <laughs> and she was everyone's friend. Like um, she was literally. I actually like that. I actually like that. I I like that there was a bond between her and everybody in some way. No, but there's nothing oh. wrong with it. But like, it, there's not the bond I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that like. She literally tried to be everybody at the same time. I say, like one of the things for me that I think actually kind of put me off from Trini is they really 
tried to pull the Zen thing with Trini. And I don't like it because it was mainly a stereotypical thing with, with, with her being Asian. And it felt like they were trying to make her like this Zen Buddhist person. Like she was like very slow to anger. Like she was just always very like numb your holder and get killed. Like she was just like that type of person. And I'm like, but I know and, some Asians that can get rowdy and can and, get up in your face like real you know fast. You know and you know what's funny? And you know what's funny? I've never met a Vietnamese woman because that's what she was or is. I've never met a Vietnamese woman that was not screaming at the top of their lungs and being undead. <laughs> like, these Vietnamese women will be hitting you with their slippers and they don't even know you. <laughs> like, don't be throwing whatever they got in their hand at you. Because, like, for whatever reason, we're causing trouble. Like, so the fact that I agree with you there, like, they try to make her so zen and I'm like, where are they getting this from? She's not a monk. Like, right. Really, no Asian do I know unless you're a monk is Zen. Like they made her super, super chill. And I'm like, like, yo. And this is coming from me. Like I grew up in a family of like five and people always ask me why I talk so loud is because we are like freaking Latinas or Latinos. We scream to get on top of each other to be heard. <laughs> we scream. So I have the time I don't realize I'm being loud until someone goes, Lena. Calm down. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. They're, or they'll be like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't realize I am because for me, that's just how we are. So I've never met an Asian person that was chill. Unless you're a monk. Like, I feel like it was white writers. Like, yes. Absolutely. That's all we've ever had in powering white writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, and, and they I, were very stereotypical, especially with the um, MMPR cast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I always bring this up as, as something that was really cool and funny. So for me, um, one of the the things that always uh, I always remember about Trini was um, no more clowning around when she um, she was about to get into a fight with Pineapple the Clown over her uh, her cousin Sylvia. With, um, that I, I've gone on record saying that that was what sparked my fear of clowns when I was a kid. Um, and we were in a real stranger danger, like kind of era at that time. So that was really creepy, but I just love the fact that she, like this dude is being, well, she thought it was a human, was being really weird with her cousin. And she's like, no, fuck that. Like you better back off. And she got in that fighting stance and she was about to kick his ass. I, I love that. I thought that was so funny. Um, and uh, of course, her uh, focus episode uh, with the praying mantis monster and um, just having a full episode just to herself. And I love that she got to do the more fight with the monster all by herself. Um, I th- th- that was really cool. Um, and just in general, like her bonds with the other rangers in particular with Kimberly because they were such polar opposites. So it was cool to see two girls that are so different be so close. And then of course the relationship with Billy, their best friends in the world. Um, she always looked out for him. And 
they were best friends literally till the end. She sacrificed her life to protect Billy. Um, yeah. And I thought that was, that was so, that just, uh, I already felt like a close thing. And you could see like Twee and, um, and David really had good chemistry. Um, and then like the fact that she saved him at the end, she sacrificed her life for him. That really made that relationship like even like stronger for me. Um, and, you know, she, it was cool seeing her um, do the, the unmore fights. Cause <clears throat> I remember going into um, the show uh, as an adult and thinking that everybody was like, just, just amazing martial artists. But then to see, you know, it was like a, for the ones that didn't have the experience, it was, we got to see them get better over time. So that was, that was cool to see. Um, I, and I believe she was the first Asian uh, female live action superhero. And that's a really big deal. A lot of people saw themselves for the first time seeing Twee as Trini. So I, I, I always had a lot of love for her. Um, those doppelganger episodes there was always something about seeing yellow and yellow that was so <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. Um, I, I loved her. I, I really did. I really did. Yeah. I mean, yes, there are some things about, like I said, like for me, it was just always Trini was just one of those characters who I wished for. I wish she had more to do um, mm. because like, Honestly, I'm not going to hold you. I feel like we all gravitated to Kimberly because Kimberly was the one who was in our face the most. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, because Trini didn't get much to do, like, not as much as Kimberly did, because, I mean, Trini was the first one to kill a monster by herself because she mm -hmm. defeated Bones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she was the first, but it was just like, it's this weird curse that they have with, and I use this word uh, sparingly, but it's this weird curse that they have with Yellow Rangers, where literally Yellow Rangers just, they start out well, and then they just forget all about them and give everybody else things to do. And Trini was like the main, was a culprit of that. Like literally, they started giving her things to do, and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, now it's time to give everybody else stuff, and they forgot about it. It will seemingly, it felt like they forgot about her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like, and then they try to give her a love interest, which that didn't really go well because then, like, by that point, it was like, they're gone. <laughs> you know, so we never got to find out what happened with that. Um, you know, so it was just like, Trini was just, she just never really got her flowers. And unfortunately, it just never panned well with her just in general because it's just like she didn't get to do much. Then when she was given the opportunity, she was about to get the opportunity to do stuff. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> now they're gone, you know? So, because like season two definitely kind of like set, set her up in a place to where it seemed like she was about to get a lot of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. And even her fight scenes were a lot better. Because I'm not gonna hold you that fight scene when her and Kimberly were fighting the uh, the Z putties, and yeah. she did that little that little somersault. I was like, 
I I think I don't think that that was her, but like it could have been. I don't know. But just the fact that we even got Trini even pulling a somersault was like, oh shit, that's fire. You know what I'm saying? So, and her choreography was dope too. So, and she, because she she was fighting a lot faster instead of doing the whole like palm palm attacks and chops and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like she was actually fighting, like using actual like Taekwondo and shit. So, like, Sis was really actually about to like really cut up, and they were like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, we got to go ahead and get you out because, of course, you know, behind the scenes shit." So, you know, it just it just sucks that we didn't get Trini in all her full glory, and I do kind of feel like Trini in the comics. I know we said we weren't going to reference comics, but I do think the comics give us more meat and give us more of what yeah. we were asking for. Than mm-hmm. what the TV show gave us, so I do appreciate the comics for giving for really giving her memory her and out. giving her a lot more. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, y'all, that's it. That's our list. Ah, I cannot believe this. I'm still upset that Ashley is number two, but you know, um, we. <laughs> I mean, we here. <laughs> We are. We did it. We're here. And Ashley, I mean, she was in replacement of Kira, so it is what it shall be. <laughs> right, right. She replaced Kira, so all right, y'all. Well, if you have anything on your list, or if, or please actually tell us what what your lists are. Um, yes. we would love to hear it. And yes. yeah, let us know. But. Yes. Anybody have anything to say? Oh, go? I was just going to say, like, mm. we look forward to continuing, you know, being back here on a weekly basis. Um, That's the plan. That's the hope. And yeah. And we want to hear back from you guys. We want to interact with you guys again. So definitely leave a comment and we'll read on our next episode. And yeah. Until we see oh. you guys again. Facts. Yeah. Facts. We are looking forward to a to a new year filled with new content, new stuff. Um, and yeah, keep on listening to us. Keep on looking for us on social media because we are still here. Linktr.ee forward slash Tribunal of the Grid. All of our links are there. Um, all of our Instagrams, uh, Twitter, all of our socials, everything is there. So keep on the lookout. We are back. And my name is Brandon. My name is Lena. And my name is Will. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.